Hello, everyone, and welcome to the most exciting episode of Hotline League that we have ever had in the existence of Hotline League. We've been doing... Actually, Mark, you realize that probably this month, it's been about five years of doing the show. It's half a decade. Pog! Isn't that... You don't think we don't keep track of any of that, so we can't do any appropriate... Uh, Celebrations? Anniversary episodes. No, I yeah. mean, we did we did a, an episode 100 and episode 200 special, so I feel like that's... Okay, but I mean, I just mean we started like right before Worlds in 2017, a couple months after I lost my job at Yahoo. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, God, I've been carrying you that long? Yeah, that's what this relationship is like. <laughs> God, I bring home all the bacon in this in this. Yes, yes, I... that is. I forgot how much work you've done on the biz dev side, oh, the, the biz dev side, end of the TGI. branding side, how often you book guests compared to how often I book guests. But you know what? You hey, bring man. the callers, and that's uh, that's what counts, because the callers are what make the show. Either way, sh a shout out to Alienware. I bring the credibility. That's what I bring. Yeah, sure. There was a comment that I read on YouTube yesterday or the day before that was like, uh, if Mark's takes uh, on the game and the league are as bad as his takes on Tolkien, I might be tuning out of the show for the rest of <laughs> its existence. You, okay, you, so you've been pissing I some... people off with your rings of power. Wait, let me shout out Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring the show uh, because they deserve okay, okay. it. Thank you, Alienware and Grubhub, for sponsoring the show. Okay, my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going? Good. So some updates. Uh, one, rings of power still booty hole. Um, Travis is deathly allergic to saying anything, um, so I won't. It justify myself because god forbid i upset him no spoiler it's not just uh, me we have a bunch of viewers who don't like to get tuned into the show and get spoiled for you. something completely unrelated within the first you. two minutes i don't even talk about any plot points i'll just be like i feel like the plot's going too slowly you'll be like spoilers. spoilers about pacing fucking hate you uh house of the dragon also um i feel like I still really enjoy it. I think its characters have are much more uh, interesting to me, and I, I enjoyed the plot. Or I guess I shouldn't say plot, but like I enjoy oh, that yeah, the show a lot more. I know what plot this, in House of the Dragon you enjoy. This episode was one of the few people have been talking about pacing problems for uh, that show going too quickly for a little bit. I haven't really felt that too much until this episode was one of the few times where I was like, "Wow, that scene definitely could have used a couple more minutes." Uh, or like they just don't show like the logical progression of like how a scene gets to that point, and you're like, okay, I guess I just accept that happened. Um, so Rings of Power had a couple. Oh, excuse me, Rings of Power. Uh, House of the Dragon had a couple hiccups for this week for me as well. Tolkien himself, the audiobook, when he doesn't talk about songs and Sam isn't singing and Frodo and fucking Tom Bombadil, and he's not just going on about whether the path hooked left or right behind the peak of a broken clip like as soon as he starts talking with dialogue or action or world building even i i'll even take his info dumps it's amazing i finished finished book one of book one so i i started he just got to spoilers he got to rivendell oh, um boy. we're just but yeah the, the sequence with the right here it was really good so uh yeah i mean i, I like tolkien i just uh hotline league episode been... one took place on september 21st 2017 so it is our we anniversary week. No, 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 no. It was last Wednesday. So like this is, we're in, this is our first. Oh, you episode. said September twenty first. September twenty first. Yes, twenty second. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did. I 
off the top of my head, I just fucking nailed it. This is our our five year anniversary episode. Half a decade, man. Wow, you should change the title to five year anniversary episode. Uh, good thing I didn't tweet the picture out yet of us getting ready. And that's why. And this is what, guys, episode. for our five year anniversary episode, we have a huge announcement that we've perfectly timed for serendipitous this episode. Beyond belief. It's actually. Oops, that was a missed opportunity. Five year anniversary special. Okay. Okay, there we go. Hotline League. A special announcement. Yes. For worlds. Yes. Yes. At at eight thirty? Around eight man, you're just giving you're not supposed to give the time. You're supposed to say in the second half of the show. Well, then, and now, then... now all five hundred and forty people here aren't going anywhere because they're like, Whoa, what's going on at eight thirty? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, in a second. In in the second half of the show, we will be doing a big announcement. It's very exciting. Uh, David S in the chat <laughs> I'll be should back at thirty. No, definitely be here. <laughs> yeah, if you give them the ex- ex- exactly, you gave them the exact specific time. Skip we're gonna be to going ten forty below if you want to see. This is why. If you don't care about this portion of the show, skip to ten. Mark goes, "Oh yeah, I've been carrying this show forever." Meanwhile, he's just straight up. The beginning of the, every episode is Mark just spoiling people for major. <laughs> Media properties, and then uh, uh, this this season of Cobra Kai is okay. so much better. Okay, than let's last. let's I feel like the last couple of seasons let's of talk Cobra about Kai our lives relied Mark. on love triangles and teenage drama. This season is way funnier. I don't know if they brought in new Mark. writers or what, but I'm I, the last couple of seasons Mark. of Cobra Kai. I'll be honest, I actually didn't even really like. I'm Mark. loving this one. How's it? How's it? I know? watched episode one of the rehearsal. It was really good. It was. Um, I, I'm scared about how unhinged it's going to get, but I'm ready for the ride. Mark, how are you dealing with the fact that we're both going to New York next week for perhaps a long period of time? Not thinking about it yet. Okay, because you, you, I just booked a haircut today. I booked a COVID booster. Have you gotten the COVID booster yet? No. You should get the COVID booster before you do this. Yeah, you can. If it's been more than two months since your last one. I didn't think of because I got mine like five months ago and I was worried I wouldn't have it in time for Worlds, but it, you should actually, you should do it because it would suck if you were unable to do Worlds stuff. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's why I did it. Um, I mean, for other reasons as well, but that's why I pushed to make sure I got it before I traveled because that would be unfortunate. Um, so anyway. Well, I'm casting on, well, I shouldn't, I guess this is spoilers. Uh, I'm working plans of Worlds talent announcement went out i'm on i think you're probably fine if i get one tomorrow you think i'll be feeling good enough oh no no no! you'll feel like shit but you should definitely do it well i just don't know when i'm gonna do it because i'm I'm like like the the, the games go until next tuesday do you cast every day fly out on thursday do you cast every day i don't cast every day but i don't think there's like a, a clear window do it, do it. Like going. if you do it on one day, then like, then the next day you can be checked out. Like I'm getting mine on Wednesday and then Thursday I've cleared my whole schedule because it's going to feel awful. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to Mexico city. I'm sorry. Mark is also not going to Mexico city. I wish it had made sense, but it, it did not, unfortunately. Um, okay. Uh, and for me that the casting's being from LA. So yeah. Anyway, but, uh, it's been, I'm just spending the week getting ready, I guess for, for a very long trip, which we'll talk about later. Anyway, 
what do we got to talk about in this week's episode, Mark? I think this is our official pre-Worlds episode because plan starts. This is officially the pre-Worlds episode. So I want to hear your takes about what's going to happen with EG, Fnatic, Mad Lions. If anyone's going to upset them, DRX. Uh, I've done most of my prep at this point, so like I can actually comment on things. Thank God. I finished all my major regions and some of the minor regions. I want to grind a couple more, but you know I can actually comment on things now. Feel feel relatively well equipped to. Um, I feel like uh, you know we can talk about RNG, obviously, just like how we think things are going to be. I don't think we want to get too far into group stage because we'll do another episode next week after play-ins finishes. Um, but you know, like Champions Q has started. We've watched Niski get shit on by Jojo Pune. Um, that LEC MVP can't even handle Jojo. Um, Mad Lions are doomed. Fnatic's exploding. Their uh, roster is not going to be here. If you saw the news for that, well, parts of their roster, yeah. Part part of their roster, yeah. Yeah, they're going to have, so they're gonna uh, have uh, some subs, emergency Rux. subs. Yeah, from Fnatic's ERL team. Has been uh, Rux, I'm just surprised that that guy's still playing because it's been so <laughs> not, long. Not not the ex Rux. <laughs> who was a Fortnite. I think he got went. Didn't he win some money? Yeah, I think he did Fortnite well. stuff. Yeah. Um, um anyways yeah so there's, there's a lot of things to talk about this this star walking i actually Ooh, do star walking i'm okay to Let's take a couple calls about star walking um yeah. even though i think it's very funny because i feel like it's tough to talk about star walking because everybody's response is basically like you know it's a good song but it doesn't necessarily feel like a world's anthem i feel like it's there was did you see the reddit post i was like star walking has done the impossible yes everyone agrees that like on a very neutral opinion yeah everyone about, comes yeah. together for the same opinion it's yeah, never yeah, yeah. happened before right um the elephant in the room as well as the carlo stuff last we talked about it he had not stepped down he was on the two-week break and i remember i look like an idiot now because i was like Oh, I doubt anything that serious. I mean, I I disagree. The... I hope I disagreed with you on that because I've been t behind the scenes. I was like, I can't imagine. I mean, I think it was also before they didn't make Val because Val. That was, I, I said that before they didn't make um, Valorant, and yeah. so my perception was like a lot of things that people bitch and moan about on the internet is like a new drama thing will happen next yeah. week and we'll stop caring during his two weeks of silence time, but. Um, Dose engaged that was, says that was very wrong. Talk about dig and sentinels. So whenever I retweeted that, I did say that I I hadn't heard anything to that effect, but I since then the person has deleted their tweet because there was a there was a rumor that from one of the anonymous Twitter accounts named after Pokemon, uh, not Wulu, <laughs> that um, that dig was going to sell to sentinels and it fell through. I retweeted it with a pithy remark, which. Um, angered some people at dignitas but um the <laughs> the uh like it, it that person now deleted their tweet and i'd heard privately later on that that was never a thing so um yeah there's nothing to really talk about with the dig sentinel stuff but happy to mention it here just in case people saw that tweet and thought it was true okay um what else what else i think other than that you uh, know, we, oh go ahead oh champions queue well so Champions here is going to, uh, I kind of mentioned that already with Niski and stuff. Um, I, I, I pulled a caller. You tell me if you like it about the idea of like, as well as how rabid the fan base is to hop onto incorrect news, supposedly kind of, cause there was not only did the Carlos stuff happen, but there's also the debacle today about did riot force them to sell or not, you know? Yeah. I don't, uh, so I don't know if there's too much to talk. Maybe that's a short call, but yeah. 
yeah i think it's, it's just strong feelings. worth taking a little bit we'll see yeah. what we'll see what we say yeah cool i am uh right, i'm pulling yeah. callers now okay mark is pulling callers uh but yeah it'd be great to hear some i think if anybody has we won't necessarily talk about group stage but if anybody has like something that feels more specific to like worlds starting like maybe not even just plans but like i'm excited about worlds this year because x or y or you know we can have the general conversations about this is NA's worlds or it's going to be not, or I don't know, stuff like that. Uh, maybe potentially teams or players you're excited to see like at worlds. Um, I think any of that stuff should be pretty good. So um, I, again, try to make sure like th here's, here's the, the tip guys. When Mark and I are like programming the show with your calls, we have to think about the fact that there's going to be like a bunch more episodes of, world's hotline leagues so it's yeah, not always so the best for example, if you yeah savage sean i appreciate the take i appreciate the optimism the west is not doomed c9 rogue and g2 will all make it out of groups none of them are fucking playing this week that's a next week topic i appreciate the enthusiasm i appreciate you coming in here and dropping your take i'm not going to touch that take but mark would you take left. a general take that's like NA is actually super underrated going into Worlds, and here's why. I would take a general West is not doomed take, but I yeah. think if your argument is a if your argument, and please just be honest about because we'll we'll have these topics next week. Just but if you're if the crux of your argument is about specifically things about groups, I don't want to hear it just because we're going to talk about that. But if you're like no no no, I've watched these other regions and blah 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 blah. You know if it's a, if it's about more regional reasoning than specifically groups. Um, there's also someone who said, my take is that everything about Worlds is terrible this year. And someone responded with emojis and spelled out Doomer. <laughs> Should get both of those people on in the same call. Um, no, I don't know who spelled out Doomer with emojis. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, while Mark is, is filling up the waiting room with your takes, which by the way, if you want to know how to get on the show, I'll do exclamation mark instructions in the chat. Um, that gives you the breakdown, and then you can also do exclamation mark Discord. Um, and by the way, just as a general assessment, because I see this shit all the time. If you are not happy with the calls that we get on the show, then you should call in. Because we the whole point of the show is we can only do with what we have. And, uh, and so if you think some of these takes are bad, then it's your job to put, call in with another take. We do this in partnership with all of you, okay? So, if this show is bad, it's because you're bad. Yes, exactly. And it's not because we're that, bad. That's a where no, we can no, always I push it back to you guys. Master sculptor, and you have given me fucking, I don't know what's a bad rock to sculpt with. What's that Granite. really cheap like one like slate? You gave me slate to sculpt with. Like it's just gonna chip and break. I can't Obsidian? do anything. Slate isn't that isn't that like a kind of rock? Slate rock. I don't know. Are you Googling yeah, it's, Slate yeah, it's, now it's rather than rock. moving people slate, the fine grain clay metamorphic rock that cleaves or splits readily into thin slabs, having great tensile strength and durability. Yeah. All right. I know Shout my out shit. to Mark, please. Wait a group. Uh, <laughs> Ron Blade is, is muted. Ron Blade, I want to take you first if you're listening. Please please unmute yourself in the waiting room. Uh, Kiss Boy, thank you. Bronze Star, Elmo Kill for one year. Uh, Trevor Monreal, Yeshua, uh, Bronze Star, Wooden Post, uh, the Hung Step Bro with the Five Gifted. Thank you, Lord of a Down, Lan Seven J, uh, Warden Winter for one year. Fine. Wait, only at one year, Warden. I feel like you've been around longer than. And I Uber, 
Jason, Perchy, and Skeletor. Uh, by the way, I'm just joking for those that don't know. I, I like Warden Winter, and so that's why I feel like I can make those comments. But sometimes YouTubers don't know. Anyway, I'm ready, Mark. And Ron Blade is here. Ron Blade, where are you calling from? Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. You've been on the show a couple times before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Uh, so my take is that Riot took a risk on the world song this year, and it paid off in terms of the song, but then they played it safe on the video and undercut it completely. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about Star Walkin' by Lil Nas X, who I've met. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Uh, what do you... What do you... What do you want? Uh, why, why do you have this opinion? So basically, I was really excited that they were doing something different this year. I think for the last few years, I don't know if it was just because Rise was so successful that they were like, okay, every world song has to be kind of a vanilla heavy song where we have some general sentiment that like things, we're, we're achieving things and we've got electric guitars and it's kind of medium pace. And I don't know, I personally had gotten a bit bored of that stuff and so I was excited that they were doing something different uh, and I thought that Starwalkin is a pretty great song and there's a lot they could have done with it but then for the video it was kind of like they just wanted to do the same thing again it was like they were scared that oh we're changing up the song we better keep the video the same but then in the end that just means it feels like the video and the song are in two different universes and it's not the animation is bad or anything like that but they're just they just don't sync together and so then I think the song a lot of the reaction to the song comes off the fact that the video is pulling it down rather than lifting it up. Whereas, say, for example, like Rise, I firmly believe that without that killer video, Rise would have been just another song in the mix. But instead, like, that video really lifted that song. And now Rise is a classic in the scene. So I just think that maybe, hopefully next year, they think about a different approach with the video as well. Because it just seems to me that the kind of animated players stuff is unless they can find something new to do with it. It felt like this year it was just like, hey, look, here are the players. Some of them will be at Worlds maybe. Um, and I don't know, I think that they've just run out of ideas. But I mean, obviously they started at a really high point when they started animating players. I think Rise was so strong. The storytelling of Ambition Story was really powerful, but then it feels like they've kind of been chipping away at that idea since then. And now they've okay. landed on something that's less than the sum Ron of its Blade, parts. question for you. Uh, yeah. What is your general like age range? Like, are you early twenties, early thirties? Early thirties. Okay, so then you should be. I assume this made the jump across the Pacific. You should be familiar with like all the small things by Blink One Eight Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the middle by Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. And wait, where are you I'm, going with this, Travis? All these songs. I'm literally flying to America in a couple of weeks to go to when we were young. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> also to Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect um that yeah that yeah yeah i'm not sure how convincing it was but regardless okay so What's those your songs point, travis? felt like anthems to me right like as travis gafford in junior high performing uh, a lip sync of this song in front of my sixth grade class you know all the small things with a friend of mine um i i felt like this was like an anthem and so my my issue with star walking is while i do like the song it does not feel like an anthem, which is ironic because previously, what, Mark? Nothing, nothing. Just, just still picturing you in sixth grade, lip syncing. Yeah, we built link. card. We made like uh, my buddy. The Ryan less I Oki know, the better. Made cardboards and we cut them uh, cardboard guitars. I believe you. That sounds incredible. Performance. It was. We brought the house down. Anyway, the point is uh, that. It's ironic because I think Lil Nas X generally produces a lot of music. All of his like main hits and bangers are like 
songs that feel like anthems, um, which is why one of them was used by Hunter T and Riot and Ovley previously for a lot of the stuff. I don't feel like Starwalking feels that that way. It's still a good song, and I know what you mean by the fact that like they they took a risk because I think a lot of their songs started to feel a lot of the previous world's anthems started to feel like oh you could just like swap them all out or pit them over each other's videos and it feels really good but that's my issue with the song I think in t- in terms of the video I bet you part of the reason why the video feels like it's disconnected is because they probably did the video in the same kind of pacing that they have done for all their previous world's anthems thinking that it would feel like an anthem and then it doesn't feel that way and so um, I mean, the, one of the big well, criticisms I've read was like, oh, the music or the video like kind of um, peaks at the time whenever the song is falling down. So, yeah. All right. So I, I got a lot of things to respond to in this. First off, previous world's songs, they were not heavy, my, my guy. I don't know what you're listening to, but you put on some like real pop punk, post hardcore, death metal. Man, there's not even a single fucking breakdown in there. No one's screaming. You got like the the softest, most washed out screams in the background when you have fucking Jeremy McKinnon from A Day to Remember in there. There's no actual guitars. You missed the part where I said they were vanilla. It was like someone has listened to heavy music once. I know, but it's not heavy music, man. Like that's just some fucking pop music it's it's really like i agree i agree they don't even have a solo like you're talking about the guitars they don't even let the instruments shine for a moment and don't get me wrong i like a lot of those songs i'm just saying like i don't think anyone who likes rock music is gonna be like yeah those ones killed it um for like a rock sound uh for me at least could be wrong that's neither here or there i agree with your main point though about like um the songs had gotten very vanilla in the sense that they were all doing the same thing and trying to be the same thing. And I think the video did try to do that as well, but I think it just did it very poorly. Like there's a lot of shots in there that I just don't get. Like they have the cup spinning as as a purple thing like three different times in the video. It's clearly just filler to pad it out to match the length of the song. Um, But it's just speaks to it not being storyboarded well or something, you know, like I don't don't exactly know why we're we're being padded with like just a spinning purple trophy three times before the one actual white. Why did you pull Raz in here? Because he's <laughs> he's he's our guest co-host for the night now. Surprise right, guest. Whatever. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna ignore the fact that Raz got here and I'm I'm gonna finish. finish I'm not being Kanye right now. I'm not gonna say anything until you're done. Okay. So I think the video itself had problems where it's a lot of people standing around and doing like little movements that aren't cool. Whereas if you look at just Burn It All Down, which song I thought was rather forgettable. But the video, to, to Ron Blade's point, elevated it, where, like, you're watching fucking Chovy and Showmaker, like, throw down, you know? Like, that was hype as shit. And that was happening in verse or in the first chorus and in the second chorus. They didn't wait till the end. And so you have this huge buildup for the entire song of these mechs being built and walking down the street. They all do one little move, and there's no actual fight. So, like, we had gotten fight after fight after fight after fight at all these world so- videos. And this one just didn't have a fight. It was just people like standing there anime posing for three minutes or two and a half. So like the fact that the the video and the song didn't line up like Travis said is true, but I think that the video itself was just weak conceptually, at least for me. Um, and I would love if, if like, if you want to go more unique, I'm so down with that. That's my, my whole angle with this is like, yeah, I agree. This song for me is not a world's anthem. It doesn't get me hyped. It doesn't speak to like the event in any particular way. 
Um, it's just a good song that I've actually enjoyed more than like Burn It All Down or Take Over, which I just thought were both very bland. I actually like this song a little bit, but like I'm definitely not like juiced to go play League during it. Um, but I would love if they actually took everything in a new direction. Like what if you did a world hype video that was like a one-er? You know, it can be animated still. It doesn't have to be like real, but like a one-er where you're following someone like getting ready to go on stage. And the song is like, instead of being this hype building slow build to a bridge into a chorus that gets the slow drop poppy part you do like a, a building up song the whole way through more akin to things like it doesn't have to be exactly explosions in the sky but like something that is this like build up that works with a oneer you know and have like a really different angle to what this kind of looks like a oneer it's it's not oneer like that it's, it's a film term when you have a single take shot they're not all, all actually single take but like the camera doesn't cut it just follows the action um Awaken wasn't a one really. Uh, there were a lot of cuts there. Um, but e either way, Travis, you're echoing a lot for me, by the way. Oh, really? Uh, in Discord. Uh, so, so either way, my point is, like, I'm so down for them to go in new directions and take risks. I hope that the reaction to this, even my own criticism of it, doesn't push right away from trying shit. Um, I just think that it didn't work this time, and that's okay. I All right. Welcome so to the show, Raz. Uh, it's time, uh, as our as our official co-host for the episode. Uh, what's what's your take on this, Raz? So, I do think that they took a more of a risk with the song, but Riot progressively has been taking less risks with the videos. I, uh, people across the the sea will say that uh, the best Riot video that we've had hyping up worlds was Rise. And Rise was able to build a cohesive storyline. I need to do something to mute Skype, but... Um, my bad, sorry, I'll stop top, top, typing in it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's my new PC, so I need to do that anyways. Um, but yeah, it had a cohesive storyline because it was telling a story that already happened. It was last year's world. Like, it was the year before um, when Ambition won, when Samsung won. So it, it had all of the members that were working there, uh, who were, like, even, like, the Yasuo uh, from... I think it was Perks, um, and, and it, it really told a great storyline. Uzi's vein, I mean, just simply because Samsung actually lost in the quarterfinals for all of that. And to speed that up, it had an amazing storyline. And then from that point forward, it started telling stories of players that, you know, they like prospects, I guess. They were choosing players that they don't know if they're going to win, but they were like, maybe they'll be there. Maybe like, like Reckless in the year before was one, which, of course, <laughs> you didn't make it. So it was just a random reckless that was in a world's video. This time it was Core JJ, and it was a random Core JJ in a world's video. And that's one problem. That's not my biggest problem. My biggest problem is that they started to move away from the game and from moments that people can connect to. Um, there was a lot of those in Rise. It started to get a little bit faded. My favorite one was actually Ignite. I felt like people at that moment liked Ignite mostly because of the video. But of course, people were more objective to the song, not hitting the things that they wanted yeah. but the video was beautiful for ignite it had so many specific nuggets and moments within uh world's history uh, including the kazakhs from omg uh, all of these moments that you remember and then it just starts getting worse well uh, the years before what was it god i can't even remember what it was it was like little all burn or something like that and then there was Take it one... yeah burn it all down the, the burn it all down or whatever and then there was one in particular where this kid who's supposed to signify you has like a coin or something that Faker gives, and he's like going that through different take, elements. That was take over, yeah. That was take over. These are shit, in my opinion. I don't like it. 
And then now we're seeing them to the point that you had make, Mark, which was just uh, this current video. Be about, I guess, regional representation. They're surrounded by like, oh, their region or teams or you know fans or something like that. And then they have mechs that are supposed to signify the champion that they vibe with. But Core JJ is on rel. And I'm like, okay, this maybe made sense <laughs> at the beginning of the season, of the beginning of the year in January. Hell no, I have no memories of Core JJ on rel now. That's not an, a, a champion that I identify with him. It, it just, for me, I think it's extremely hard, impossible to have a, a connector with the fans when you're trying to predict a year in advance. To me, I think that's really difficult. Um, yeah. I and I think they've also moved away from game elements, technically. Sure, they're on Megazords or something like that, going down San Francisco. Uh, but yeah, there's an element of the song just not matching this at all. Because Star Walking, at least for me, I actually thought of it more of an anthem. Uh, because a lot of the chorus, people will specifically focus on... I'm not going to say it on your word, uh, Travis, the N-word. I, I can say it anytime. I'm not going to do it just for you, Travis. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just for you. <laughs> but, but, and then I'm saying condom. Like People are focusing on that. But the bulk of the actual lyrics does signify for me a world song. And it kind of reminds me of Nikki Yanofsky's song for uh, the Olympics when they were in uh, Canada. Um, people can kind of check that out if they want to. It was like a slower song. It was a bit of a ramp up, but it's not like a Skrillex drop or something, I think people would be more tied to the song if the video made sense for it. Yeah. If, if, it, if the video made sense. So I think the video and the song didn't tie well. And then also the storytelling was prop was just the worst that I've seen of any world's video. Um, Braz, Braz, by the way, sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but you keep talking away from your microphone. You'll lean over to your microphone and then you'll move your mouth and talk. Twitch chat's on the so wrong side of the mic. Audi audio's all my over bad. the place right now. Yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> You're good. That's so much better. Okay, uh, thank you. Yeah, so my, 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 you got me at the end of it, though. My uh, rant is done. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm with you it, completely in the sense that, like, I feel like if you had a video that played to the song's strengths about, like, never giving up, you know, which is kind of like what the chorus is about. Yeah. Um, and like believing in yourself for whatever, like if the video reflected that thematically somehow, but it doesn't people, it's like, it's about regional representation. So like, imagine it's random as hell. If it was about kind of similar to rise about last year's winner about Mako, somebody who's been on the team for a long ass time and never won a world's up until that moment, like talking about never giving up, walking on the stars. Flandre like as that. well. Yeah. Flandre, like you can hit a story like that and people can connect to that so much harder. I would be able to connect to that so much harder. And it would remind me of like, holy shit, there are so many players out there that want to quote unquote walk amongst their stars and finally get a championship and be there. Like, but that video didn't hit that. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I, to the point about as well, like I think people would be more accepting of different songs if, if the, the things were all cohesive. Like I always think back to the Dead Island trailer as like one of the greatest things I've ever seen because like there's no reason that video should like be a hype piece that makes you want to play a game. It's yeah. like a sad mini movie about a family dying in a zombie attack played backwards with no music, like no no vocals, just a sad orchestral song. But it's like the greatest short film ever made almost. And so like, yeah, people don't give a fuck, but everyone wanted to play Dead Island after that, even though it was not hype running around murking zombies, you know? Like, I think if you made 
a cool world song that was like even slow paced, but like told a beautiful story, mm -hmm. people would be down. Yes. Well, we've and talked. I do think it will grow on people. I do think it will grow on people. It, it will. I know. I mean, what happens is, I don't know if the if the video will grow on people, but the song will play and get associated with really cool memories and yes. moments because they always, like, I whenever the song these songs first come out, I always want to listen to them as little as possible because I know that over the next thirty days, I will hear the song played. <laughs> constantly on the broadcast dude in client i'm not gonna lie it kind of slaps when i load into client and you hear the doo 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yes and it's so i was confused at the beginning i was like where i don't have spotify on i've yeah. already listened to this song ten thousand times and i actually should have done that to you travis i agree i actually should not have listened to it as much as i have because once world starts it's it, i mean that, tiring that's me. what happened to me and i learned that lesson in 2015 when i did all of uh, European worlds. It was your 2015, right? And um, and I just heard like Nikki Taylor's voice all the time, all the time, all the time. Which was not. It was not like it was bad, but it was just like for an entire month, the song was constantly playing. So anyway, um, we've talked this to to death. Ron Blade, any kind of rebuttals or anything? I'm sorry. I know that you. I did not expect Mark and and Raz to pop off so much, but anything you wanna you wanna say in response? No, I feel like Mark and Raz covered most of the things I feel as well. I guess the only other thing I'd say is that there's a lot of missed opportunities with the little Naz, little Naz connection. I thought the preview, you know, the pre-video was so good, so fun. And then to not really have him feature in the video or I also thought, you know, with the lines that they censored or whatever, that would have been an easy win to just like chop in a couple of lines that are more world specific or something. So I just feel like there was some easy things they could have done that would have elevated all of that as well. Well, I also but, uh, just wonder how hard it is to get to tell Lil Nas X, like, hello, we would like to change elements of your song. Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's, that's one of the downsides too of picking like a bigger name is that there's a pretty good chance that the bigger the name, the harder it is to collaborate, I guess, right? It's I more... mean, Lil Nas feels like he's up for a lot. I mean, and let's, dare I, dare I say, I really love Lil Nas, but it's not like, his lyrics are the thing that like I don't know anyway I'm just saying I feel like he would have come to the table if they'd maybe given him the option to do something cool there. instead of um, condom could you say control word <laughs> <laughs> since my daddy didn't wear a control word what hey, hey take <laughs> first place didn't your control drop a control if you word? don't want a semen invading I don't know okay like, let's move on Ron Blade, thank you for the call anything you want to shout out here at the end yeah just two shout outs. Uh, one to you, Travis, for bringing up the stuff around Worlds tickets the whole time. I am coming from Australia to Worlds. I'm going to be there for a couple of the last couple of days of group stage and the first couple of days of quarters. And it was infuriating trying to make plans and figure out if I'd even be able to go. And so just thank you for your advocacy in that area. And the other thing is just a reminder to the good people like Raz. I think maybe uh, Fudge needs to hear this as well, that uh, sometimes when they're tweeting, uh, I think they may be forgetting that those tweets are on their main. And uh, just, just maybe, uh, was maybe about remember to say, that one. After that last comment from Raz, Travis, did you see Raz's fucking tweet? Is it safe for, for the show? We have a lot of wonderful partners that are watching the show tonight. Yeah, I'm not so. sure. Spots are safe. <laughs> Which yeah. one is it? He's, He's going to get Carlos. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's, let's yeah. move on. I'm, I'm, as, a, as a fellow Australian, I'm worried that Fudge is going to get himself into some trouble. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll uh, see. All right. Thanks so much for the call, Ron Blade, um, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks, team. Bye.
All right, cool. Uh, let's take a quick break actually to talk about Alienware. Shout out to Alienware. We love them so much. They've got some really great new monitors that are available um, on their website. You can go to alienware.com Travis to check out their products. And if you do, um, especially if you're in North America, a portion of that sale will help fund things. Mark was at the start of the show, or maybe it was before the start of the show, I forget, talking about just how fun it was booking hotel rooms for New York. And um, yeah, it's expensive. Worlds is gonna, this is gonna be the most expensive worlds I have ever covered. Um, Travis, and so, can I say something? Uh, is it gonna be positive, Raz? Yes. Okay, go for it. Just yesterday, I got three Alienware monitors on the way because I've had uh, two monitors that stuck with me for a very long time. They're old, and so I needed a new pair, uh, and they're on the way. Uh, great cost for the quality, I'm sure, that will come my way. So expect images. Awesome. Thank you. No, I really appreciate it because, yeah, uh, Raz reached out to me yesterday, and he used my code or my, my link, uh, Alienware.com slash Travis, to be able to help uh, support me. So maybe I owe him a coffee or something in New York. I don't know. But regardless, it's uh, it's really cool to see people pick up these Alienware products. Thank you to all of you who shout them out. I'm sure uh, I will talk to many of you at Hotline League. You always come up to me and you say, oh, I bought an Alienware laptop because of you or an Alienware desktop a monitor, et cetera, et cetera. If you do, please go through Alienware.com slash Travis because they track all that stuff there so they know that if you're purchasing it because of the your support of the show or my content, it's all good. So thank you so much to everybody, uh, and thank you to Alienware for sponsoring the show. All right, let's move on to the next caller. Yeah, I'm talking to the mic. That's crazy. Mark is Mark is off to grab them. Thank you to Skeletor John G three six five for twenty eight months. Magnarius Flares T TSTV Darking for fifty six. Killer of Heroes, Sharonimo for one year, and then also gifted a sub to Raz. Sharonimo did. I'm sure Raz will appreciate that. It did Retro Paint as well for the Prime. Horizon Cast is here, who also subbed earlier today. Horizon, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so kind of regarding the situation that kind of developed today, which has been a continuation of a situation going on for a long time now, um, regarding the false news about Riot forcing Carlos to sell his shares in G2, um, in that it shows an over-eagerness in the League of Legends community to believe sensational news without waiting for multiple trustworthy sources to verify it. And on the flip side of that coin, it also shows a lack of journalistic integrity in news sources that care more about being first than they do about being correct. Um, often to the detriment of the subject that they're reporting on. So I want to I want to be careful here because um, my understanding, like it's a bit of a complicated situation because this was first spoken of in uh, a different language, and then mm -hmm. it got kind of translated over. And my understanding was that there was a a the, the what the conversation I had seen around it was that there was a mistranslation, and so I don't want to blame any particular media outlet for this if something got incorrectly translated does that make sense yes it does um so that's that's the only sort of thing i want to put out there um but for those that do not know uh word kind of spread pretty quickly today after an early morning pacific time tweet that uh esports maniacos had supposedly said that 
Uh, Carlos was being forced to sell his shares in G2 following his departure as CEO and following the scandal last week that we talked on last week's episode um, because um, he he was departing. So the idea was that Riot was going to be forcing him to do this um, and everybody kind of reacted to it and then it quickly became clear that it was not... Um, that was not the case and that it was actually potentially G2 that reportedly are causing him to do this. So... Uh, do we know but, if it's yeah. for sure a mistranslation? Um, no, because I don't speak that or read that language. So uh, I haven't been able to check it, but... Yes, so, asterisk. Because, yeah. like, I've seen a couple other people's translation of it before. And, like, the tweet that blew up definitely worded it differently than how the uh, esports maniaco guy did like they definitely put their own spin on it and like yeah. the story started getting a little different but i'm not sure if it's also that far from what has probably happened i saw horizon wanted to get in so before i before i speculate wildly i'll let horizon get in here yeah so the reason i have this take especially with the way i have it right now is you know obviously with with news sources they're playing the battle where you know they want to have the accurate information but they also want to be first at the same time. And sometimes trying to verify accuracy slows you down, and that means that you're not the first to get the news out. But the problem with this is, is the time between which the the, the original tweet went, went out uh, and then the time at which it was revealed that there may have been a mistranslation to the point where Riot had to basically verify that they were not doing it was, was really, really short in terms of how quickly it developed to the point where you have like a lot of online personalities that are already jumping in on this and the whole thing develops into a situation where it's just blatantly false. And then, you know, you have people throwing accusations left and right about, oh, Riot, how could you do this? Or, you know, there, people end up taking sides on an issue that's not even an issue. And it comes down to someone just not taking their time to verify multiple sources. Like, you know, one source does not, uh, you know, make a story. You, you know, and I'm, I'm sure everyone here that's done journalism to any degree understands that. So that's that's my problem with it, is just how quickly it became vicious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple different factors there. One is a lot of what you're talking about just comes down to the internet and how quickly information gets transferred and pushed around within the space these days. Like, I mean, if any anything similar happened in traditional sports, I imagine it would move just as quickly. Um, uh, because you know, uh, tweets just kind of take off, they get retweeted, they get quote tweeted and kind of before people have had a chance to come out and double check sources or whatever. I, I just, I feel like it's a broader issue. That's not to say it's not an issue. I'm not trying to downplay it. It's just, it's something that extends outside of the space. I think the other thing is there's just a lot of people who want to take jabs at riot games because they have personal grudges against them. They've had things that I think are very reasonable that have happened to them previously um, by Riot. Like, there's a lot of different things that have happened. And so people love to immediately have that use use Riot as like a punching bag. And then there's a ton of fans that want to, like, that follow those people religiously because they eat up, like, the, the sort of anti-Riot sentiment and all that stuff. They really want to be negative. And so they're always going to latch onto it. So it's it's a tough situation where, like, I agree with you. It's like bad that this stuff happens. I don't think that there's probably going to be a solution to it ever because it's not like those people are going to end their grudges with Riot. And it's not like tweet Twitter is going to stop being a place where you can hit retweet without verifying. Um, and so uh, I, I mean, I appreciate the call out. I just wonder, you know, is this, does it, does it mean anything at the end of the day? You know? Yeah. Uh, I think I, oh, sorry. So I have a pretty, 
strong feeling on this about not necessarily just like that. So a lot of people in chat are saying there wasn't a mistranslation. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. People are saying there wasn't one. I heard from the translation I saw that was accurate was that uh, Esports Monaco said that Carlos had been blacklisted. And then someone took that to say that Riot forced him to sell his shares, which is like maybe splitting hairs. It's not directly the same translation. So whether or not that's a mistranslation to people, I don't know. Uh, and then the thing that really, I think, spun up the whole like journalists getting ahead of themselves was Riot Max the X saying that the LEC has not requested Carlos resign from G2 nor divest his ownership. Uh, they opened an, a thing during last week. Um, but like, I, I don't know. This is my tinfoil hat theory. But like when you get blacklisted by Riot, I don't think it would be him deciding that. I could be wrong. But like when Badawi got blacklisted and was uh, barred from being a part of the ownership of any organization and working with them that was uh, adjacent to Riot, um, you know, like I, I don't know if that was just like, I assume that was global deciding no, no, no. that. I don't, one, I don't think that there was this clear of a delineation back in the day between NA and global, to be honest, Mark. But I do think LCS did work on that stuff. But sure. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so for in this situation, that, that might not be the exact right idea, but like when you get blacklisted by Riot, you're not allowed to touch any, like you're not allowed to be a part of any of the things that they're then working on, uh, yeah. which is what Papa's saying is a similar thing that happened with Bjergsen Global versus um, what LCS did. And so I would speculate here, LEC was not the one who made this decision. I assume Riot said, hey, we're not going to accept Carlos on the Valorant team, and he's now blacklisted. And that might have repercussions on the uh, LEC league side as well. And so even though Max wasn't the one saying we're doing this, it could also still be true that Riot basically had a hand in like helping the investors make the decision to probably be the ones that actually forced Carlos out if he was forced out and it wasn't his choice at all. You know, it's still a little hard to say, but like I could easily see a world where global slash valorant head slash other people blacklist him it becomes just a, a, a riot wide rule about carlos and then he's kind of forced out by his own company because they're like well we care more about keeping the lec spot than you or something like that so i don't i, I don't, don't think know. i don't think that that riot i mean i i i i don't think that there's a situation where riot was responsible directly for him having to sell his shares like i I think what what you're saying, Mark, is is true. I just want to be clear. Like, I think what likely happened was they're like, this guy's a liability, and we don't want him associated with the team right now because of the fact that he cast cost us the Val spot. The fact that he, you know, I'm sure there were sponsors that were pretty upset with the team. So, like, I think that's really what got him out. I don't think that there was ever a time where. I like I don't I don't think this is what you're saying, but I don't even think Global would have told. Right. Uh, so yeah. some people are saying that underneath he Max clarify when people said LEC didn't request Riot did, he said no. I'm not saying Riot blacklisted him from Valorant, let's say, or they said that we're not going to work with you because Carlos is there, which then made the investors at G2 do it. Riot didn't go to them and say, hey, get rid of him. And I think that's what Max is saying Riot didn't do. Riot did not request Carlos's removal. They just said, we're not going to work with this guy. Right. And then G2 made the choice, which like isn't forcing them to, but it's all like, I can see how all these stories are like kind of different shades of true. Like, yeah, Riot didn't say this like Max is saying, but they also kind of forced the situation. 
uh, by denying the, the Valorant spot. Yeah, and going into this a little bit, um, going back to kind of like the original question, I don't see any issues with what esports maniacos are doing since it seems like it was just a hard mistranslation. Um, so I wouldn't blame them at all. I think the community fervor will always push something the moment someone translates something that is not accessible to a large audience, which is like English and I'm sure the French community would love to know too. G2 has a huge fan base. Um, I will say, just look, kind of looking at it, this is just a personal preference, but like a lot of the times it seems like just going through their account, they just do a lot of Twitch streams to get to break, to break news and talk about it, um, which just makes these situations much more harder, especially if it's like you need to watch the, their response to somebody that had falsely uh, translated the news. There's one person that says, according to Esports Media Echoes, Riot has blacklisted Carlos and forced his, him to sell his shares. And the response to that was, we, we recommend you watch the 40 minute long of talking. The topic is more complicated than force him to. Well, not a lot of people are going to be watching the 40 minutes, especially if they are uh, not Spanish speaking. So Yeah, but I've had I stuff clipped love... out of context too on yeah. this show, right? Where like, uh, like the... the... <laughs> I the think fucking core JJ love... and Bjergsen thing, where everybody thought I was saying that they hate each other, despite me saying that they don't hate each other. Yeah. So I personally would love written. Whenever you have a story out this, this is just a small thing. I would also like a written kind of confirmation as well. But yeah, I think they're just in a tough position because it seems like the way they deliver news is through a long podcast that no one has the patience for or the linguistic ability to <laughs> catch, and that happens. But. Yeah, I have a, in short, I have a, sucks. In long, it's not really their fault at all. I'll, I'll say this just because I, I feel like I might have not spoken clearly because enough people in Twitch share confused. I'm not saying Riot forced him to share to sell. I'm saying it appears since no one has contested this point that Riot declined their spot because of the Carlos drama, and that then made the investors make the choice that they made. Yeah. So like, all this can sort of be true where like. Riot didn't say, hey, you have to leave G2, and G2, seeing the effect that Carlos was having, removed him. Like it's, And then they'll say, oh, yeah, well, we did it because of Riot, but it, you know, like, it starts getting really murky with, to the point, just like language not always being super clear. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> perhaps they were discussing a domino effect that occurred, and then it ends up, yeah, okay. Horizon, you were going to say something, I think? Uh, I just I have a question and specifically for Mark and for Raz just because you guys are in the know of how Riot kind of does things a little bit better than anybody else and then probably Travis as well. So on a technicality, Carlos didn't break any of the league rules. You know, obviously his choice of company was not great by any stretch of the imagination, but he didn't break any of Riot's TOS or rules like that in terms of how they run the league with with the company he kept because he didn't say anything. He just doubled down on a really bad tweet. Um, given that G2 handled everything in-house and they had Carlos step down as CEO and then, uh, you know, kind of put him on, on hiatus for a while, why did Riot, why would Riot feel any sort of need to intervene further when there's been no violation of the league rules? It's not like the, the Reggie situation. Uh, I'll would, I would just respond with this. Timing matters a lot here. So I know nothing about uh, the Valorant situations, but it seemed like the, with how long the application process was going and it was going to be finalized really soon. The fact that Carlos dropped this shit as soon as it, like as early as it was, like right next to the final decision-making process really fucks him and G2. And on okay. top of that, they didn't, res 
it's not as if they G2 made the response of letting them go and then the Valorant uh, you know spots and partnerships were announced it was G2 fucked up or at least Carlos fucked up they gave him a two months vacation in a way and he didn't really walk back anything he actually just kind of doubled down on on top of the last double down through his likes and then Riot was like oh, it seemed like this is the timeline I know nothing by the way um, and then the decision was like okay G2 got kicked out of partnership and G2's like fuck we're actually losing money off of this shit now and the decision was made internally so I think the timing really matters here yeah I I, um, I just want to wrap okay Mark if you have something I'm gonna wrap here for, for me um, I most of the time Riot has rules that kind of operate like god rules which like are in the sense like yeah we can kind of do whatever we want um, like I think there's probably a rule in there about like making the like league look bad or like operating as a figure of the league like you know they have these kinds of things which like what does that really mean and then they can just kind of like tuck tuck things under there if you're ever doing mm -hmm. something that they don't like as well as the fact that like you don't need to break a rule for them not to decide to work with you for valorant like they can just go to a different org because there's from my understanding there's more supply than there is no there's there's more demand than there is supply there's there's more people applying than there are spots available and so it's very easy for riot to go okay well this guy is uh you know, radioactive, let's go over to this org instead. And I'm sure it wasn't like necessarily a specific rule broken for them to make this decision. Yeah, I I just want to wrap this up because I think I see stuff in here that is just, it's, I've seen this sentiment repeated elsewhere. And I, I assume it has to be from somebody, from folks who are very ignorant as to the situation or they are being intentionally obtuse because they say things like, Wow, I can't believe this person didn't get in because they were just hanging out with somebody. If I really think G2 would probably be in Val right now and Carlos would be the, the still in the position he had previously, even if he had hung out with this person, if he played his cards right afterwards, and I don't need to like go down and explain the entire PR strategy that they needed to employ, but there were so many points of time to get off that train. So no, I don't think it's that they they kicked him out of the, the org or they they didn't make it into val because he hung out with somebody i think it's because he made so many fucking stupid decisions time after time <laughs> after hanging out with somebody and like to me that just demonstrates like their poor decision making as a leader like it's just it's wild to me that anyone would pretend it's something else like you are being intentionally idiotic if you are saying oh they did this because he hung out with somebody yeah. He had so the, many times after that to save it to the, the extent that like, was, I have this reaction because I'm just shocked. Like I thought historically that he's been pretty savvy on a lot of the stuff and has figured out how to like ride the lane on things like, haha, actually I didn't poach, but we poached haha, but we don't <laughs> put like, he's usually really good at that line. And I guess he just did like lost track of where it was. And so that's why I'm so fucking surprised that people still have this idea that like, he did it. He got kicked out because he hung out with somebody. No, you're being so disingenuous with that. Anyway, Horizon, what were you going to say yeah. here at the end? Do you have any shout outs? Uh, yeah, I do. Just a uh, shout out to obviously you and your sponsors. Uh, keep up the great work, seeing all the stuff that you did, especially at the finals, which was amazing. Um, and then shout out to Sam Houston State Esports. We'll be having our first LAN uh, of the year. Uh, well, really, I guess at the semester, you could say um, in Sam Houston. So we'll be doing that. But shout out to all those guys and all the hardworking crew there. And uh, appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. All righty. We got a lot of callers, so we got to go a little faster and start yeah, slamming yeah. through these world's takes finally. You're good. Let's do it. 
Marcus, I have to grab the next person. Thank you to Retro Paint, uh, Washi, 504 Caesar, and Team Corgi Mid for two years. Thank you, Team Corgi Mid. Marcus coming back with our next caller, and we're going to start moving faster on some of these Worlds takes, which usually works out easily because somebody will say something like C9 will win Worlds, and then we talk about why that's probably not likely, and then we move on to the next person who will say that EG wins Worlds. So here we go. Treethan is here. Treethan, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from Jersey City, New Jersey. Jersey City. Um, and I've, I've probably asked you this previously, but are you going to Worlds in New York? Uh, yes, I got tickets for the first two days of groups because quarters is going to be boring, probably. Great. Well, that's is that your take or what do you want to talk no, about tonight? No, my take is, uh, uh, let me just get it real quick. Uh, so I think Cowrie will absolutely blow everyone's expectations out of the water. Uh, paired with Vulcan, uh, I think they will smash and go far at Worlds, even if they didn't have that much time. All right, we will do the annual Worlds. Please define what "far" means. Uh, discussion because it's the it's the constant for the show. What does "far" mean? Out of groups. Okay. <laughs> you know what? That's a temper take for we'll far. Take it. Uh, we'll yeah, take yeah. It. Majority of people don't get that far, so okay. by definition, that's kind of far. Well, Ed, to I was be on fair, sales stream earlier, and he was like, you know, he was saying logically, he's saying Carrie wasn't a bad player. But with all the circumstances behind how EG subbed everyone out and slotting someone in, uh, it's going to be difficult. But I think Vulcan's a good enough support and to really handle everything correctly. And, and I do want to point out that they are in plans. So saying they'll get out of groups means they make it at least two stages, uh, not just the one. So maybe that's oh, even more Oh, they're definitely getting first in plans. Like, they're getting first right. in plans. Yeah, 110%. Okay. Raz, tell me how you're feeling on the EG train specifically with Cowrie. I mean, it's it's actually better than what I thought it was going to be, so I'll take that. <laughs> so I think they're actually meshing a lot better. But uh, yeah, nope, they're not taking. I, first in the group is a take for sure. I think there's a chance for it. Um, Beyond Gaming, I think has some problems that I'm like I've, I've been watching this team actually fairly recently. Uh, their finals and their semifinals, their upper bracket finals. Um, and I'm impressed with the team's like coordination and team fighting. I think some elements of the game is, is still needs work. So, and also, Fnatic is also going through problems. So, right. first place in the They're group. They're boomed. Yeah, I, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Boom to the yeah, strong term, but I, I mean, that. no, Mark, you can't if, say they're boomed. Okay. They have two. They have two subs. EG has one. You know, it's like not. And like, they had time with recent. their one sub. We we've had Cowrie now for like a yes. month. They've had they've had their sub today. De definitely okay, not to a month, my, my friend. They had been last worlds to be I fair. I can't do math. To get to my point, I think for sure they'll get out of play-ins. I think they'll just just get destroyed. They're gonna be put in the worst group, aren't they? They're gonna be put in the hardest group. They're gonna be put in G2, uh Dom One. Let me quickly look at it. Actually, I'm trying to find uh, the next stage one. They're supposed to be in Group C, I'm pretty sure. That's the projected group. Or Group B. Group B, excuse yes. me. Yeah, so they'll get in G2, Dumb One, and JDG. And we're saying they're getting out of this group, guys? Unless the only thing that can get them out of this situation is if both, I think, European teams get out, if I'm correct. Uh, because there's still a rule, a room change for, like, you can have two European teams in one group if there are four EU teams. Um, but very likely they're getting put be, put into JDG, G2, 
and Daman. You know where I'm putting them? All right. You know where I'm putting them? Dead last. <laughs> no faith. My, my, Zero my faith, Raz. Let me explain how we get out of group. I know, I know we said we weren't going to look this far ahead, but okay. now I have to do it. Okay. Some Chinese team, some LPL team always crashes and burns. That's True. JDG this year. Okay? Oh, my G2 God. is already mentally boomed from the is Carlos it, drama. Isn't Reach. it normally LPL first seed that booms? Kia is going to have Danny ego tripping about who the fuck is going to be playing for him. He's not going to put Nuggery and He's going to keep Bertle in the whole time. Bertle is going to have a meltdown. The team's going to struggle. Canyon's not as good as he was. All right? We're in there. It's easy. Raz heads in hand because Mark is right. That is Mark exactly what's going on. Bertle. <laughs> Mark definitely needs sunglasses to hide the red eyes after a take like that. No, here's here's the thing. If I recall, a group like B can actually be kind of good because what could happen is the other three teams could all be taking games off of each other, right? And so it lowers the the floor, I guess, of getting out of the group, right? Whereas like right maybe you only need yeah. to, to win three games or something like that to get out or three and win a tiebreaker, which, you know, NA already does great in. But like there's a, there's a world here where the chaos of group B bodes well for EG. You're right. They're going to be taking games off each other. But the thing that will unite JDG, G2, and Dumb One is that they're all taking games off EG. <laughs> There's, the lack all... of faith absolutely stings, Raz. <laughs> all right, we're getting ahead of ourselves with the group takes. In play-ins, Raz, what's the chance you think that EG gets out of play-ins and makes groups? Whether it be through the first seed or getting second and then beating presumably Mad Lions or whoever they, they bump up against in the knockout stage of play-ins? Mm, I think it's pretty high. Uh, I think there's still a lot of fear to have, obviously, because of that take. I think getting third or fourth is in group A is the demons hour because you're for sure yeah. going to be playing either uh, DRX or RNG depending on how well Mad Lions does you know you never know um, in this stage of the game um, but if you take second yeah I actually think they have a really high chance of going through I have faith um, and the faith doesn't come uh, people will focus a lot on Cowrie or Danny like the lack of Danny but like they've definitely been successful playing through Inspired and uh, JoJo and Impact and Vulcan roaming has always been a take. So I think they're going to be far better off now than they were in playoffs when everything was happening at that moment. Well, I think yeah. I think people overestimate how rough it can be to have a, a sub on a team that's like really good um, because I think oftentimes the subs will sometimes rise to the challenge, and we saw Cowrie rise i think he did not like go out to finals and choke a ton right in chicago yeah. they pushed to five games so i think it makes maybe the cowrie stuff is a little overrated i don't think they're getting out first in groups but um yeah it depends because to i think it was the caller's point i don't remember who made this but like last time Fnatic came to worlds and they didn't have upset who was by the way that was their entire bread and butter they, they played through a dominant bot lane and they didn't have that. They struggled. Um, and it might happen here, but I think the competition, they should be able to deal with it. Whereas G EG, I think they can change. I, I think they can change. They showed they could. It was a struggle though in the LCS and they need to use this time properly. So I'm in the solid camp that's exciting of saying, we'll wait and see, it depends. Preethan, <laughs> thank you for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we uh, go on to our next caller? 
Yeah, for sure. I want to shout out Raz's Twitch stream that still hasn't uh, happened again yet. Oh, uh, no, that you're Twitch, right. that Twitch clip is still sitting in my notepad, Raz. Don't do it. You Don't said you, you you asked for the chat to hold you accountable, Raz. You that did. is all I'm saying. You You're the one that correct. said to hold you accountable. That is, that is it. Have a great got have onto great the night. show just to call you out. I think is what what's clearly. Oh wrong. my god, I forgot. Following I... him for days. Thank you, Treethan. We'll haunt him forever. Time. See ya. Have a good one. All he right. has a nuclear weapon, which is an out of context clip. So I'm ready for that. I, one. I think we can go one more call and then we'll do the announcement. Um, Mark is off to go grab them. Uh, by the way, Raz, we have an announcement that will happen during the show. That's a big deal. So uh, you'll you can you can chill during that time. But uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Moonfish, thank you for the twenty three months and Shavol, thank you as well. Mark is back with Youngblood. Youngblood, where are you calling from? Hi, um, I'm calling from Manila in the Philippines. Oh, awesome! Ooh, uh, let's really go. Cool. We love international callers. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, kind of a hot take, but I have BYG placing first in Group A. B BYG is going to get first in Group A and plans. Uh, yeah. Why is this going to happen? Um, at first, it's kind of like a gut feel, but uh, after everything that went down with like EG losing Danny, um, Fnatic also losing their bot lane, and... Uh, you know, Chiefs are popping off. Um, and I, I feel like, honestly, I feel like multiple things have to like line up for BYG to play first. But I think with the, the state of EG and Fnatic right now, I think a wildcard team like gun, are going to catch them lacking and maybe they take games off of them. And BYG is going to like get uh, pops like straight to first. And also, I think like in a solo lane centric meta, where like uh, I think BYG is like a team that uh, can really acclimate to that and make sure that Lekai and Minji like really have some pop-off games. Uh, I've covered like PCS games on like the Leagueopedia website, and from what I saw, I think like um, they have some like pretty up and down games. But in this sort of meta, where like uh, it puts a lot of like uh, emphasis on top and mid. I feel like uh, BYG can has like the highest possibility of like um, acclimate acclimating to the meta. So I, I just want to get your thoughts. Too. Yeah. So first off, uh, this is the PCS team for those that are less familiar with the plans teams. Mark, uh, Raz, actually, how oh, much have you been no. doing? How much have you doing, been doing plans, uh, prep, and research, Raz? Oh, I've been doing a lot of it. So I have about Okay, perfect. So you and Mark can discuss this because this I know nonsense. Mark has been... I've been trying to talk to him, and he'll just say, I'm just grinding VODs right now. So uh, he's been in it. So I have I watched... I don't know even how many best of fives in the last week. <laughs> Literally every major region's playoffs involving the teams that made it to World Series plus a couple of the minor regions. Sadly, PCS is not one of the regions I've gotten to yet. Mm -hmm. uh, they're on the, the list for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I usually hold off on PCS teams as well, and it's mostly because it's we've seen these players, and I have the most respect for the PCS teams and like the game quality, but I 
and I've watched like some of the games, but then I have not watched any of the other games for any of the minor regions throughout the year. So I'm like, okay, I'm grinding all those other prep first, and then I'll get the PCS, similar to what you said. All right. But I got um, you. So, so what I will say uh, is I've heard a lot of hype about uh, Waco, Wacko. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people were tweeting that he was going to turn some heads. So I'm hoping that that will line up well with some of the issues that the rest of the teams are kind of having through their bot lane. Um, you know, we, we talk about EG, obviously, as well as uh, Fnatic having substitutes in there. Uh, Brantz for, for Brazil Loud is also, like, he did very good in playoffs, but I heard that he wasn't as great during the regular season. And, like, playoffs kind of became, like, the 80 carry show in a lot of ways, where, like, if you're on a winning team, you just look like a god-tier 80 carry. So we'll see how he gets tested against, like, these other um, major region bot lanes and stuff. Chiefs... God, I love the LCO, but like, no offense, guys. <laughs> I'll leave it okay. there. Raz, how about I like, you? I think there's a, ch a chance for, for Beyond to do better than people I think were initially expecting when these groups got drawn, or like if you had shown people this. Can, you know, can the they get the first, Mark? Summer. Can they get first? First is pushing it for me, but okay. I haven't done my full VOD review yet. So, like, okay. of course, there's a big, big fucking. You're going to be halfway through a, a, a match of theirs and just go, oh, my God, these guys are getting first. Uh, I mean, they got beat up pretty hard, I'm pretty sure, by Flying Oysters. So, like, I, yeah. I don't know. I think Flying Oysters I, are just that Oh, go. I want to hear from the caller. Uh, uh, flying Oysters are just uh, really good right now. They're, much, they're the much more well-rounded team, whereas, like, uh, I think BYG plays, like, certain team comps. Uh, like, their support, like, usually goes for, like, the big engage facilitator stuff. Same goes for Husha, their jungler. Um, Minji is kind of like their melee mid specialist. Like we in the PCS like like to call him like budget cream. So uh, yeah, there are certain things that really have to line up for them in order for them to like, uh, you know, get, get a really good feel for their games. But uh, I mean, right now, uh, from what I saw, like, especially in Champions queue right now, like uh, their solo lanes have been really surprising me. And uh, I think they've improved from summer playoffs. So I really feel more confident about them going to play-ins. I was yeah. watching a Minji on the call. He shit on someone in Champions queue. I can't remember who it oh, was God. just uh, right before. All right, uh, let me get to my point, which was, I think um, Beyond definitely has a chance. Like, I, I think it's going to be between them and ooh, I want to say them and EG just because I do think the fanatic news would hit them hard um, and, it, and I don't really hear any information of like when they're actually coming and if they're going to be playing from the beginning and I actually I do respect the on gaming a lot so the games that I've seen from them I think they're good great team fighters and that's pretty much like their biggest uh, attribute Lakai as a split push force on his Gwen Fiora stuff like that I think I I enjoy that a lot so I do think they have a lot of positives. The one negative a lot of the times is that they'll pick like early game compositions uh, and then get control over an objective like Drake and then lose it because I feel like they just don't know, they just don't ward line bush as much as they should. Like they just constantly would get destroyed by flying oysters that's uh, contesting objectives late because they didn't actually set their wards like well enough. They would just be sitting on four control wards and then just never place them down in the line bush until much like much later on that one that in and of itself pissed me off <laughs> because it just happened it kept happening 
But yes, I think Flying Oysters, people will be really surprised by them because like Shun as an AD carry is just really talented um, and versatile as Draven's really strong. And Rest is is definitely like is definitely the best fucking player on that team. But anyways, going on to Beyond. I think people are probably selling Beyond short just because they got clapped by Flying Oysters, but Flying Oysters should do really well in the tournament. Um, and they'll just be a strong team fighting team. I, I, I actually was pretty impressed with Minji because of his Talia play. His Talia and Silas play I thought was really nice. Um, uh, but they're the, they're the team that we know the least about because they played on 12.14, whereas every other region played on like 15 and I think one played on 16. Um, so they just are playing, they played competitively so far behind in the patch. So they're the team that actually has to adapt most. What do you think about um, Fnatic? Since we don't really have a Fnatic call and they're in Group A, like obviously I, I felt like watching their, their playoffs um, upset was fucking feasting a lot of it. Like he had some oopsies games, but he was just like slamming Lucian and then just like, yeah. I mean, obviously the series they lost it wasn't great, but like a lot of the series getting to that point, he was pretty incredible. Humanoid obviously can gap a lot of people, but like it felt like Razork kind of like camped a lot of lanes, uh, tried to get people ahead. And then they kind of just like had to out hands a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, th that's, that's how it looked to me where they played like a lot of really aggressive stuff. And Hilly was like, just always looking for plays. I think I saw the, the weirdest play of my, my life watching a altless Lulu flash on top of someone melee range in a team fight to like, I don't even know what it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Hilly's unhinged. He and he's not here now. So, like, I, I don't know. He's, he feels like such a part of any team that he's on's like, fabric of how they play the game. Yeah, I feel like if we don't get those two players in the knockout stage play-ins portion of it, Fnatic will not get out of play-ins. Um, I, I, they definitely need them by knockout stage, which I don't think is, like, a crazy take. I think there are too many strong teams in play-ins right now, so they need them by then. I don't even give a damn if they have no practice time, no stage time, upset just in Illusong like spawn in the knockout stage qualifying round like i think they will win because of them but they're a team that really relies on their duo lane to perform at a high level it doesn't even have to be upset upset could be having like an iffy game but hillasan will will be an active force on the map early um they need them in my opinion hey oh we lost our caller i just noticed no uh, he, he disappeared like five minutes ago where have you guys been um i don't know oh, he's back in the um He's back. He's Should we get him for team. shout outs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Young, so. Youngblood, we pulled you back. Sorry, I guess we lost you. Um, but I, I pulled you back if you want to do any shout outs here at the end of the call. You're muted, by the way. Um, so if you want to. Uh, hi again. I, 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 I really apologize for that. No, you're good. You're good. All good. Uh, any, any shout outs you want to make here at the end of the call? Uh, yeah, shout out to all the PCS fans. Also, shout out to you, Travis. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. We're hopefully. Your your call ends up being correct, and you can look like a, a genius and and get all the attention within the week. So thanks so much, and uh, we'll catch you Thank next you. time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Thank you. All right, it is time to announce something very oh exciting boy. that I have been working on um, in in some coordination with Mark uh, for this past uh, I don't know several months or something. So. Obviously, Worlds is in North America, and wouldn't it be cool if we got to do a live hotline league during Worlds for everyone who wants to, to come out? I would love to do a out. live hotline league. It would be cool to do a hotline league. 
wouldn't it be cool if we did one at all of the American stops, New York, Atlanta, and San Francisco? It would be cool to do one in each city. Yes, it would. What if we did one before the first part of groups, one in the middle of groups, one before quarterfinals, then one before semifinals, and one before finals for a full tour of five live hotline leagues? And what if we pulled for the first and last episode a very good friend of mine named Peter Pang uh, to be a guest host on the show. I'd like to introduce to you the TGI Worlds Tour uh, taking place across three major cities starting next week. I know it's a little short notice. Uh, 10.06 um, in New York and running across the following dates for all of Worlds. Uh, this will be Mark and I will have Doublelift joining us on the 6th and the 4th. Um, respectively, the first and last episode of the thing. And the whole thing, this is this is what's really cool too. The whole thing is brought to you by Chipotle and Grubhub. And so I'm really, really excited we were able to get these partners on board. They're making this show possible. Um, we are super excited to be doing this. Uh, it will be in-person audiences. Uh, ticketing information will come soon. We're working on getting that to you ASAP because I know how important it is because I know all of you are going to fly out specifically to these cities just to go to TGI World's tour. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. We're also working on some some cool stuff. I'm crossing my fingers we get it all in, in a row for the very first episode, but we should have um, some shirts available. We're basically styling the whole thing like a big concert tour or festival. Um, and so we're hoping to get some like shirts and posters made so that if you do come out for this, it should be pretty cool. Um, and we're also, we're figuring out if we can do it in time, but trying to partner with a couple of the LCS orgs or who are already doing um, some events in some of these cities. You can make some guesses as to which ones would be in which cities and all that stuff. But um, so you should have some other cool things happening at least at a couple of these um, events or shows that we'll be doing. So this is very exciting. We've been working on this for a while. Um, Mark, Mark is very. Mark is going to be flying back and forth between LA for a lot of these, but it's it's going to be really great. So we're super excited to see you. I don't know, Mark, if you want to say anything. No, I'm stoked. I always love doing live hotline links. They're a lot of fun. I think, uh, especially, I think, I don't want to spoil too much, Travis, but it's not going to be quite like Grubhub feeding frenzy. I think some of these will be a little bit more intimate. Yeah, they're they're a little bit more. Um, they're a little bit more kind of what people might remember from the early days of us doing the live hotline leagues. Um, so we're looking to find some really, really cool venues, but still um, nothing. You know, if you watched the finals episode, it's not necessarily going to be like that where we have this like giant stage and all that stuff. It's going to be more, you know, you can kind of expect to go to like a really cool bar in New York and check out you know, the show or in these other, other areas. So they should still be really cool, but they should also be at a scale where, you know, if you get in, you get, you get to hang out with a bunch of other league fans, um, and watch a show and kind of, a, as you said, a little bit more of an intimate venue. So yeah. I'm 19. Don't do a bar, please. God. No, we'll, there, when we do these, I think there's almost always a under 20. We're, we're figuring it out. We can't in. make promises at this time. We can't before make promises. Never mind. 
Unfortunate. If if uh, there's a lot of them, hopefully we're we're can moving. <laughs> we're, let's just let's just put it this way. As long we've been planning this for a while, but we are we are still trying to make sure we can get great venues. And obviously, we'd prefer if everybody can attend. But um, let's just wait a little bit uh, before we we figure everything out. Um, I'm sure and, uh, Raz will be there. We'll get a lot of guests as well from the community. We, we'll undoubtedly let's wait show to up. see who's going to be able to make it before we say everyone's going to be there. You better be there too. Before Travis, we commit to anything. Yes. It started with Double sleeping on your couch. And now here we are. He's going to be sleeping on the hotline league couch yes. as someone's giving a very boring take. Yes, that's what, <laughs> full circle. Uh, I, can't. I will say by the end of that New York trick, you better have a translator <laughs> ready <laughs> for your future guests. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll Actually, see. I mean, I think really cool if we're, all the Korean like fans came out. LCK yeah, yeah. fans are all showing up. I think I think we're gonna try our best. I mean, I know there's a ton of people from North America that are like different, you know, streamers and players and all these people that are gonna be showing up at these events and. Obviously, because it's esports, we you tend to have to book people in like last minute. But uh, I think I'm I'm fairly confident that people are going to be looking for stuff to do, and hopefully, we'll be able to get some really great folks out on the show. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be really cool. I maybe later on um, in the show, I'll be able to tease kind of the early mockups we have of the posters and the shirts. Um, but yeah, uh, it should be should be pretty cool. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, my team is working really hard to make sure that these things all feel really cool and we're trying to partner with some cool people some neat venues We've got some great stuff going on and all that stuff is I would have liked to have been able to tell you guys Here's how you get RSVP for tickets or we might you know I should mention we're, we're looking at at least for some of the shows maybe doing a small uh, uh, thing just a cost just to get in because we want to uh, make sure that people who sign up are actually going to show up and sometimes asking people to actually commit money to it is, is a good thing. But we're trying to make sure that it's super affordable, really easy to get in. We're working on some cool stuff with our partners who will hopefully make it feel like it's a good value for you guys, even if you are spending five or 10 bucks on it. So either way, very excited about this. I hope you guys are excited. I just tweeted it out. So if anybody wants to go tweet it or uh, quote tweet it or retweet it or you know reply, it's always a great way to help get the word out because obviously our first episode would be next thursday a week from this thursday so i yeah. retweeted double ifs because he tagged me in the post unlike you great double Fantastic. stronger social media presence the t gafford himself <laughs> he had more time to plan it out okay anyway <laughs> um it's uh it's very exciting to be able to do this and i am um, I'm excited about this. Uh, I think it's going to be great. And I just realized I messed up my tweet and have to re re fix it because I tagged the wrong Chipotle. We love to see it. Um, Ooh, yeah. it Another off. W for... Never mind. Every, everybody Except who's going and, and tweeting this out, please, or quote, quote tweeting it or whatever, please retweet the next one that I fixed, where I fixed this, the sponsor uh, tag. There we Are go. Are you going to be uh, posting this on Reddit as well, sir? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe when we have some more information, shameless. I, I kind of don't want to like overflow anything. Um, uh, so we'll see, but uh, all right. Well, you fix your tweet. Should I do, should I get a caller here? The tweet is, is fixed. A... Uh, I want to give a shout out. Well, I think what we're going to do now is we're going to roll into, um, our, our Grubhub ad because technically that's not a Grubhub ad and we want to shout out Grubhub as well. So 
Thank you to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. They do a bunch of cool stuff. They're obviously sponsoring TGI World's Tour in partnership with Chipotle, but um, they they are also just a fantastic partner to the show. They've been sponsoring um, all throughout this year, and quite frankly, their their help and support is part of the reason uh, why we even <laughs> thought about trying to do something like this. Yeah, so, you Travis, tagged the wrong double lift. You may have tagged the wrong double lift. Okay, 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 fantastic. Boom. Thank you guys Boom. for. Uh, for doing this. Why does he still not have the right double lift one? Another win for Peter Pan and his tweeting abilities. Oh my god, can you imagine not having this proofread, your copy proofread? Oh, I had PR I had team? it all ready to go. But I think in the excitement for trying to get it all going, I uh there we go. Okay. Shout out it's to Grubhub there. for sponsoring this show, though. It's and, now there. In the, in the second uh, tweet, I tagged Mark. Because Mark is being a jerk right now, he doesn't get tagged in the third what? tweet. What? I'm trying to save Ooh. your read. Okay. Can everybody go proofread this right now to make sure we're good? Please let me know if I need to make a fourth tweet. Thanks, Grubhub, for sponsoring this show. It's not a train wreck. It's absolutely incredible. And I love wearing Grubhub merch and bringing packages to Ashley. Anytime I get food delivered from them, from the door, I get to bring it up, pretend I'm a Grubhub delivery man. Do you do it's that? It's a lot of fun. Is that a thing you do? Yeah, I mess with her, actually. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, the final tweet is out. Please go promote it. Thank you, Grubhub, for sponsoring the show. Uh, it's been... Uh, very cool having them as a partner, and uh, can't wait for TGI World's Tour coming up soon. Nobody noticed the multiple retweets and untweets. Un un it's all good. Uh, okay. Um, David, you have to go. Okay, he did. He fixed it. Okay, fantastic. We're doing a great. There we go. All right, Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Oh, he's already doing it. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, please go spread the word. Is Mark going to the event? Of course. It's Hotline League. Can't do it without Mark. Um, so needs to Photoshop Mark in this outfit, please. Just him delivering pizza or something. Anything. He's delivering us a topic, guys. That's what he's delivering us. All right. Mark should be here in a second. I'm so excited about this stuff, guys. Uh, as, I'm, as frustrated as I feel with my own multiple tweet issues, I am super pumped um, to be doing the show. It's going to be really fun. Okay. Guys, if you want more Travis Gafford content and amazing world's content, please blast this tweet. Look, also do it for a friend, literally in anticipation of this today, I did order a Chipotle delivered off Grubhub. I forgot to mention that, but yeah, that was actually a thing I did today. Cause I was so excited about it. Okay. Looks like kiss boy is here. Kiss boy. Where are you calling from? How's it going? Travis? Can you hear me? Yes. I'm calling from Glasgow, Scotland, mate. Gotcha. Okay. Are you, Oh, discord's weird. It shows that you're muted. Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, yes, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take was that I feel there's a realistic possibility that Mad Lions, Fnatic, EG, and DRX all fail to make it out of plans. Wait, really? Okay, wait. One more time. List all the teams. There's a realistic possibility that DRX, Mad Lions, Fnatic, and Evil Geniuses all fail to make it from plans. Okay. This seems less like a realistic possibility, but I'm excited to hear your reasoning. Yeah, no worries. Um, Mark would prefer that I, I kind of talk more about Group B. So um, when it comes to DRX 
the big downfall of DRX for me is the return of Vietnam, um, and the, the 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 old lore between those two regions in the past, where um, you've got obviously the killers that used to they used to come in. But what I would say is all the noise that I've heard from analysts, opinion pieces on like from different people doing Champions Q, doing doing their um, or world's tier list and things like that. Everybody's rating DRX really low. Um, personally, I'm not a, a, a big follower of, of Korean uh, League of Legends, but I'm seeing everybody, literally everybody, talking about them like they're, they're not going to make any noise at all. So with Vietnam being back, and also with what I'm hearing about teams from Group A, like OS, apparently OS are stomping everybody in scrims. So uh, like if, if, if an OS gets second in Group A and then DRX has to go and play against them, they maybe get taken out. Obviously, you've got DFM, nobody's making noise about DFM. They've they've done well in the past as well, there's, so you can't really count them out either. So there's a lot of things going on, and obviously, you've already touched on EG and Fnatic um, roster problems, and MAD, there's precedent for MAD in the past, not even making it out of play-ins, as well as Korean Forseed, so there's precedent there. So what, so, I don't, sorry, I, I... I know you mentioned a couple of teams. Who are your teams that are getting out, if you had to predict, in, out of plans? If I had to predict, I would say that it's going to be RNG, obviously. They're going to stomp Group A easily. Um, and then it's going to be Buffalo, beyond gaming. And and I'm going to say, if I would love it to be EG, but it's, not, it's going to be Chiefs. Do you think Chiefs gets out? Chiefs gets out, mate. That might be like, okay. Yeah. Why Chiefs? Because this, I feel like, is the biggest fucking stretch of everything you've said. Well, well, last night. This is all based on what I heard last night. Now, the only reason I'm calling is because I'm quite unwell and my sleeping pattern's upside down. So I've been catching everything <laughs> live. Uh, I've been catching everything live, and um, I was hearing noise from Kedro. I think I heard um, noise from Double Lift from. Flowers, Kobe, they're all saying that apparently Os is destroying scrims uh, and, and just murking everybody and looking insanely strong at the moment. So if that's... I know there's the whole thing about the scrims buff and then you, you do terribly in real life, but, like, I mean, imagine Os does it finally. They're so easy to root for. How can't you want that to happen? I'll say, in general, I, I hope that all this happens. Like, if NA is going to crash and burn, I hope everyone burns with us. Like, yeah, that's actually a really good way. teams don't get out. KR yeah. doesn't get out. Like, God, that'd be so fun. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd prefer EG getting out. But to your point, it's a, it's a, really, a really good thing. Mark, what are the chances this happens? All of it or even a portion of it? All of it. Well, all of it? This is the... This is a fucking... Parlay and a half, let me tell you. This is, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of gambling jokes I can make about Twitch right now that I'll, I'll pass on, but let's just say this, this gets you in a lot of trouble if you were betting on this to happen. Uh, I think there's, like, little nuggets of things that, like, make sense to me. Like, I definitely, um, I think you're right, but, like, I understand why people aren't hyped about DRX on a, like, tournament level, but for play-ins, I think they should still be fine. Um, Deft and Barrel are pretty good, obviously. Zeka is, um... You know, I was actually enjoying watching him. I thought he was he was uh, quite good. Um, so I do think they have the pieces to compete. Uh, King and Piosic are just like I don't know. They, well, Piosic has at least has been to Worlds before. Um, 
he feels really flippy to me. <laughs> I've seen him do some whack shit. So like, I don't think that they're a great team, but they should at least um, be good enough. I think that I wouldn't have to worry. Um, Mad Lions, I do have some like legitimate cons- concerns about. Um, but yeah, that's that's my initial take. The Chiefs thing, like, oh god, I'll believe it when I see it. Scrimbucks can't can't make bets with Scrimbucks. Well, well, that money's no good here. Monopoly money. Sorry for interrupting you. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, you're um, good. The only thing with the Chiefs thing is that you could easily sub Chiefs for DFM. You could easily sub Chiefs for DFM in this scenario. Nobody's so telling you any respect on DFM's name. I'll tell you how I, so from the prep that I had from the, the regions. So I know a lot of people talked about RNG and DRX being in Group B, making it very like one-sided. But I also feel as though uh, Saigon Buffalo, who you're giving a lot of respect to, but also uh, Istanbul Wildcats are the stronger, um, you know, uh, play in regions. Like from the minor regions, I felt like that Saigon Buffalo and Istanbul Wildcats performed really well re- regionally. And I think would have been the stronger ones and would have contested if they were put in Group A. I just think that loud, detonation focused me and Chiefs. Detonation focused me, I think, are a little stronger. But loud and Chiefs, I deemed as one of the weakest regions. And a lot of it comes to so to your point. I think what would make them good in scrims, what would make them good is Arthur is relentless with early ganks. Like of the games that I saw, the amount of yeah. lane ganks that he attempted bot lane early on in games or top lane, and him and Aladoric do work pretty consistently of like attacking mid on timers that you have to respect this does fuck with people early game in scrims if they're just not taking them seriously and i've there's been a lot of teams that have fell to in their what the in their minds weaker scrim opponents because they weren't taking them as seriously as possible and also the game pace was just really fast um but i do think that chiefs are the weakest uh region and a, the reason for that belief as good as i think arthur is performing um individually i feel like Still a weak point. As a unit, even if their mid jungle is, no, their jungle support is their strongest part, other regions are just a lot better worth working uh, around jungle support. Um, and their control around objectives and team fighting, they sack waves top lane a lot when it's not needed. I, I just think that they they cut a lot of corners um, and they, w- they will get punished for it. Uh, they're just lucky that from a plane's perspective, they're not in a group against Saigon Buffaloes against uh, Istanbul Wildcats, uh, against RNG or DRX. I actually think they were lucky being put in Group A, but it still shouldn't mean too much. For me as well about... Sorry, Mark, you go, mate. I was going to say, for the the DFM point, like, um, I think there's a period of time where, like, the LJL felt like it was on the rise and they made Mm -hmm. some noise at some international events. I thought this MSI really took the the steam out of their sails. It feels like the changes that happened um, from the roster from 2021, I believe it was 2022, uh, didn't seem to serve them very well. They they dominated their region both splits, 19 and two regular seasons, pretty strong playoff runs, um, and I think that they're a good team. But I uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they can can get it done since they were already struggling at MSI. Unless this roster, like watching them, I don't think the roster looks insanely better it's hard to tell because they kind of crush their region um yeah. if they've really leveled up uh but like that was not a compelling performance at msi and i expect it to be largely the same yes there are concerns about eg and Fnatic. eg i don't think the concerns are too significant um yeah they're not as strong as they were at their prime with danny most likely but i still think inspired jojo vulcan and impact can do enough to um get out 
most likely over a DFM or a, a Chiefs. Quick point. I want to um, make a quick point. Oh, sorry, go, you go. No, dude, I keep it. Sorry, it's the lag. It's all good, you go. You're good, you're good. Yeah, no, nothing on you. Uh, just the circumstance. And I think, at least Detonation focused me were somewhat challenged. Like, I felt like Yaharong in the finals versus Jet uh, in Sengoku Gaming was a challenge. So I felt as though, okay, there's some pushback there. Chiefs, sure, there was at least one lost game, but they were dominant in that region. Like, only lost once. Yeah. Uh, it, and it was in the finals. Had the highest, I think, win percentage, including playoffs, in the history of Oceania. So it's so hard to talk about a region, or at least talk about a team, um, and how they would kind of do against like international competition when that just didn't exist. They were just all all pros. I know people were memeing EG and Fnatic for having four. Oh, not Fnatic, yeah, Mad Lions. <laughs> Mad Lions for having four all pro, and of course like the faltering aspect, but. They literally were just deemed as the best in in every role, um, while still having a lot of I think glaring like points of problems that they needed to work on. And credit to them, they came to LA really early uh, to find scrim and just kind of like bootleg. And the regional representatives like that I that I was got the chance to talk to have faith that they can learn and grow quickly. But that's what they need. They need to grow quickly. I yeah. hope so much that Mad Lions and EG play in the knockout stage so we can get just so many fucking memes about JoJo welcoming uh, Niski to, to North America with that game where he got three solo kills on him in Champions queue, the Battle of the Four All-Pros, the LEC MVP, uh, Mad Lions dropping out in 2020 as the four seed and like one of the only major top four regions to not get out, you know, like of, of a play-ins before. Like there's so many memes available for that matchup i really hope it happens and i would i i the reason i'm concerned is like i i don't think their bot lane right now is is playing great i think kaiser has had incredible team fights at different points in his career he's like been such a playmaker but I, in playoffs i was watching him just be like way ahead of his team trying to get vision before anyone else was ready and just getting picked off a lot um armit was really hit or miss unforgiven felt like in a 80 carry meta maybe the least compelling of them that i was watching of any of the teams coming from europe um, and Niski, I felt like was trying to put the team on his back, but sometimes like he was trying really hard and just kind of ran it. So like, I don't know. It's I, I'm I'm a little bit concerned for Mad Lions getting out here. Random aside, but I hope I hope that the broadcast. Elio is legit though. Uh, random aside, but I hope that the broadcast takes some of the Champions Q stuff and works it into there uh, there because oh, I think yeah. it'd be really fun to see them take like clips and content from Champs Q and and put it into the broadcast. So oh, totally, man, that would be brilliant. Yeah. The, the the times I was going to interrupt you, the, the three quick thoughts that came out of my brain. First one, when you talk about Mad versus EG, uh, jo Jovi was absolutely clapping Niski last night, so that'll be interesting. Um, next one uh, was, I think that my take isn't actually that much of a stretch if you remove DRX from it. I think that Mad, uh, Fnatic and EG are all actually quite at risk given the problems that they've had. Um, was was the other thing I was going to say, and the third thing I was going to say is escaping me at the moment. But uh, oh yeah, it was we ain't putting any respect on Brazil's name, and I agree with the point you made about Turkey, Raz. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, this is going to be the most exciting plans yet. Yeah, a lot I'm, of teams are in danger. <laughs> I, I do think that it's excited. got the potential to be extremely chaotic. Like it's it's got the potential to 
to for for the for the the Western teams in play-ins, there's there's a lot of threats because it, it particularly EG and Fnatic who are already dealing with inner turmoil, um, to to come up against teams that seem relatively strong even in the play-ins. I mean they've got absolutely no hope if they make it to groups. Let's be honest, but um, that's the way it is. That, sorry, I won't keep going on. I'm aware you're pushed for time. No, you're good. You're, you're good. good. I, I appreciate the, the final that. thing I'll say is that the format is also fucking crazy because if one of the good teams underperforms, kind of like what LNG did in um, play-ins during that 2020 year where they were like one in five or whatever they were, and then they just crush kids in the actual knockout stage, like imagine DRX like getting like the fourth seed in that group. Like it's actually not that unreasonable that you get like RNG, Saigon, DRX is hinting right. a little bit, and then you get Mad Lions, and then they're playing each other in, in round one, and then they're playing EG in round two or something like that. And then, like, you know, <laughs> DRX just crushes a couple major regions from the West before they, they make, like, group stage. You know, like, some crazy shit can happen if, like, teams just, un like, something weird happens. You choke a little bit during the best of ones. Thank you so much to Kissboy for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? absolutely man absolutely shout out to yourself you boys um i've been watching league of legends for since 2013 um i'm turning into an old man and for i've been here five year anniversary mate congratulations you deserve all the success grubhub uh chipotle alienware all your sponsors i'm glad they make you able to keep going with us mate because i, I used to drive around as an estate agent in scotland and you were the only thing keeping me sane between all my appointments mate so thank you very much i've got a lot of love for you guys and keep it up on the desk mark you're absolutely brilliant and you as well raz the two of you are two bright spots on that desk i've got a lot of criticisms but maybe another time <laughs> please another I time you, brother. I if, love you, it. if you have a <laughs> yeah. if you have criticisms of mark and raz please uh make sure that you call no not of mark and raz oh, okay okay well, never mind. We don't need to hear. Anyway, thanks so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. See you, dude. Okay. Yeah, that was the best call of the night, Travis. Yeah. No, fantastic. Fantastic. I just realized I never edited your or added your name in, Raz, so I will do that now um, at the towards the end of the show. Mark is already off to grab the next caller, um, but while he is doing that, let me shout out some subs. Oh, by the way, this is the last 20 minutes of my stream that we'll have during September. You can get cheap subs during September. It's like 20% off. And if you sub every month, you can like sub multiple months in advance. Like I have a person I sub to all the time. I sub six months early to his thing and saved a bunch of money. So I'm just trying to help you all save money by subbing to me. Okay. LOL Bronze Faker is here. Bronze Faker, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Mooresville, North Carolina. North Carolina. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is that I think EG being a top team for NA is really good for the region, both uh, playstyle-wise and uh, I guess for the product uh, production. And I think that EG goes against the status quo playstyle-wise of every other top NA team that we've had, like twenty fifth or twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen TSM and the TL dynasty that they had. Okay, so why why do you say playstyle-wise and all that stuff? You just like why is um, it good essentially so uh those teams essentially would almost be korea part two where they would they would never really win early game extremely hard against some of the bottom teams they would but against like other top teams they wouldn't really slam early game they would just get one really good team fight mid game and then just snowball the game from there 
It was never like insane early game plays or anything like that. And I think EG, that's where they really excel, where like they kind of forfeit Danny in the bot lane. They would always lose lane, but they would make good roams with Vulcan. And yeah. the inspired JoJo uh, 2v2 is one of the best that we've seen out of a jungler and a mid laner in a while. Okay, so uh, let's dive into this. Is EG materially different than our former teams that we've sent to Worlds, Raz? I was too busy send, uh, pushing a content <laughs> on Twitter. Mark. So materially different in a lot of ways. Go for, go for it. Uh, all right, well, well, Raz listens to me. Uh, I, I think that they are not that different than some of the Cloud9 rosters who have gone in the days of yore. Um, I think, like, they, they, I should say they're, they're different in a lot of ways, but not so different in some others. Like, I think JoJo is, is maybe the most aggressive mid we've sent um, in a little while. I think Jensen is, like, opportunistic, but not, like, as just balls out aggro. I think Perks played that way last year, but he's, like, not really... I don't know how you're going to define that. You know, like, Perks play, made, like, just insane-o plays where he would just int or carry games. Um... I feel like Niski, when he repped C9, kind of played that way a little bit. He was pretty aggressive. A lot of plays just weren't working. Blabber's been really aggressive. Um, I think Inspired's a little bit more controlled than Blabber is when Blabber's unhinged on <laughs> uh, international play. But, like, I, I think there have been lineups that have done that. Like, 2018, uh, C9. I can, like, see some similarities to me between this and EG. So, like, I think there's been more often teams that are more like the TSMs and TLs than the EGs, but yeah, I don't think that they're like 100% unique. Yeah, best bet would be 2018 C9, as you said. And Jensen primarily working through LeBlanc and them just yeah. playing through mid as aggressively as possible. It worked for them really well. Um, so I think, yeah, that would probably be the best example. And there's just not that many that we end up sending to Worlds that are seen as kind of explosive teams. Uh, Primarily, we're really used to sending a TL or um, trying to think another team. TSM, a lot of our teams that we send are just strong front-to-back teams that care so much about keeping control that they end up losing it because they don't have the hands. I mean, it, it's really difficult. So I would agree with you. I'm trying yeah, to think of another Thieves. team. FlyQuest is a great example of that. that. Well. Yeah, FlyQuest, yeah. All of the teams had a pretty similar identity. Um, and Evil Geniuses. T 100 Thieves also had a very similar identity. So yeah, I think EG to a core are coming in with that personality, whereas C9 had to change to that. Um, so I, I agree with that. I think they're coming in as a different type of team. Is this the only time we've sent two teams that kind of have that more, I guess, what you would say is aggressive mentality? Because you have C9 and EG now, whereas before I felt like a lot of the uh, teams were like not that... Clutch Gaming C9 year. I mean, obviously Clutch Gaming went 06, but I mean, I think those two teams... They forced had, a lot of plays. Yeah, they were aggressive. Yeah, I'll give you that. they were a very different team. There's like another Lira case to be made about uh, X2 Glory or Vulcan, I think it was. Something like that. Oh, and, you're going way back. Oh, yeah. No. So I remember <laughs> them being a pretty explosive team with... Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to go really far back for something like this. Yeah, but I, I don't watched, think there was another uh, team like that. Onwards. Okay. 2013 was a banger year with uh, Vulcan, and you had Mancloud and uh, 
Smithy popping off on people. Yeah, that was that's probably my best example. And even then, different Vulcan another NA team that had an aggressive team playstyle. Well, regardless, uh, we will see how things go. I do. I I think it's a little bit of a bummer that EG had their internal issues and and couldn't. I mean, I'm happy for C9. I don't want to discount them, but like. I think that there'd be a much bigger hype train going into on the EG side if they had won and had gone through first seed, which, as a lot of people were predicting going into playoffs. But I still think it's really exciting. And hopefully um, all of that hype that you're pushing, uh, Bronze Faker, does not fall if our previous Scottish caller is correct and EG just fails to make it out of groups. Uh, that would be unfortunate to lose a lot of that. But regardless, it's really fun. I'm excited to see them play and honestly, just a couple days. So should 100%. be good. Yeah. Bronze Faker, hey. thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our last caller? Uh, I'll just shout out you guys for doing what you do, keeping League entertaining for the past few years. Ups and downs, but uh, it's been entertaining for the most part. Keep yeah, doing we what you're doing. Shout out to the sponsors. Yeah. Obviously, Travis Gafford Industries, all that. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call, and all we'll right. catch you next time. Yeah. See you. All right. Uh, you fucking Raz. Did you see yeah, the team? I'm pushing content. <laughs> what is what is Raz tweeting? Appreciate Basil Leaf for the tweet. It was so I asked during the show if there was any photoshops for what Mark was wearing as he was getting a, you know, a collar, and you know Basil Leaf came through, amazing artist, and she ended up finding this, which is Mark delivering pizza. I guess here, I'll, I'll see if I can get it onto the. Well, I'll see if. Well, I you can... guys do that. I'm gonna get Lord Audio. Yeah, go okay. grab go grab the last caller. Let me see if I can show this. Thank you, everybody who's subbing, by the way. I see that there's like a... Is the scam train going or did it crash? Scam train's going. Holy moly. Nice. Uh, but here, let me let me pull up this wonderful art piece that we have here. Thank um, you, Travis. Made by Basil Leaf. Um, I, can't, I don't know if the image will show <laughs> up there, but... Pizza here. Oh, man, I love Grubhub. <laughs> That's a uh, really great art of. Anyway, okay. Good thing he uh, wasn't paying attention to the show that he's appearing on to tweet that out, right? Hey, listen, I'll link it to uh, Grubhub and they'll see it. Okay. I have a taste for content, Mark. <laughs> Thank you to uh, to Basilie for making this. All right, we got Lord Audi here. Lord Audi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Queens, New York. Queens, Queens, New York. And when was the last time you were on? You've been on recently, right? Well, I was at the LCS, and I was the last that that I was. But yeah, I wasn't. I was haven't been recorded for a while. Okay, okay. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I just wanted to have a take about Gihoto. Uh, he uh, TL put the tweet out today about his release. So I just wanted to say that it might seem that he's going to be made the full person for the uh, for the split for TL this year, and it seems that. <laughs> An LCS coach or any type of League of Legends coach is like the most thankless job that can be ever had in competitive league. Uh, if the team does well, everything, uh, everyone is like the players are popping, players are playing well. But if the team fails, then you know coaching sucks. So I just wonder, uh, you know, what is the incentive uh, about you know like taking a position for something like that? More so when you have a roster that was you know perceived to be like a super team of course dm and you know players that should perform way better than they actually did so i 
I really need to go back and find... If anybody can find where in the previous hotline leagues at the end of last year, I was skeptical of the the Giotto coaching situation for TL. Uh, that would be great. Not because I I'm I remember you being a big fan. No, Mark, you. I remember you roasting me at one point in time on the show because I... You were you were implying that my take was bad and uh, and I, I think I implied I it was a cold take. I don't think that's true. I don't remember. And um, until someone proves me wrong, please we'll never know. Please somebody go find it. Um, regardless, I I don't think that Giotto is a bad coach as much as people are blaming him for this, but I don't think he was the right coach to coach this team. In the same way that I don't think that I would have put a narrow in the coaching position for this team, even though I think Anero is a good coach. I think this team probably needed something, and this was, I, I think, my take back then too, was they needed somebody like Grabs who was going to be more about facilitating the team and managing egos and differences and opinions for really big names, whereas Guido's strength, I feel like, has always been about overperforming with, like, not the superstar roster, if I recall. I'm trying to remember all of his LEC rosters, but, like, obviously when he joined Immortals... I think that team did a lot better than people expected, and I think a lot of that was because, or at least the sense I got, a lot of it was from Gyoto's coaching and from talking to people over there. They thought he did a really great job. So that's kind of my thing here, where it's like, I just think he was put on the wrong project because um, uh, I don't think that the super team was ever going to be the, the thing that would have been the best bet for him. And I feel like, yeah, it's unfortunate because now people will say he's a fraud, for instance, like I see in Twitch chat or stuff like that. Whereas I... That has not been my... I. You can usually talk to the players on the teams and find out which coaches are frauds. And I've never heard that about Kyoto. So I just don't think that that's what the, the deal was. But I, I appreciate your take, Lord Audi. I think I think it's a fair one. Did but you, also, uh, isn't this kind of the way it works in all sports, Mark? Like, team underperforms, coach is usually the first to go? Yeah, it's pretty common. Um, so I, I don't think... That, I don't know how you put it like the team should have done better so of course like as the kind of one steering the ship it's on you but also there is always a like well we're going in a new direction now goodbye <laughs> uh, kind of thing that happens with teams that underperform I mean yeah. the irony is he might be better a better fit for if they do end up running like a more mixed roster of younger talent and older names he might have actually been a better fit for that roster that TL might run next year than the this one. And so it's it's the irony that of letting him go now is that perhaps unfortunate. Anyway, sorry, Raz, you were gonna say? When it comes to fits, I no one knows. It's only up to speculation to be fair. And I do think mm -hmm. I have a lot of respect for Giotto as a coach. I think he was the right choice for the job. Um, I do think that it's hard to say like who the bulk of the blame goes to and I'll, maybe they'll probably say that it was like a, a mix of all of the above just rem a reminder because I myself also kind of got sold into the train of Team Liquid I think everyone did that they would win at least one championship this year they did come with some like barriers with uh, Whipple coming back into the top lane we didn't know what form he was you know Erickson coming back to the role don't know what form he was they, I think they both came to a position where they were still top two in their position at some point um but I think the surprise to me was specifically Han Sama not performing uh, and having, when I say not performing, I mean on a consistent basis. There were games where he came in and he was really, look, he looked really strong. But my expectation was that he would come in and Han Sama, Corey JJ would be the best bot lane in the LCS. They were maybe around top four. 
uh, as in like fourth or something, because you say Berserker and, uh, you know, came through as a really strong AD. FBI was still a little better. Uh, um, I'm, I'm already forgetting, I'm already blanking on... Oh yeah, Danny, of course, during the regular season, had a monstrous performance. I felt like a lot of the ADs in the LCS stepped up, whereas Hansama actually, you know, as a team that was centered vocally playing through bot lane, um, not what I saw from when he was on Rogue. Um, so I think, I, I think there was just a lot of things that came together, and uh, yeah, I wish I knew more to to speak on the coaching uh, conversation. But yeah, I agree with Travis. I think the fraud talk makes no sense. He's already kind of proved himself. Um, when he was on IMT, um, so he was. I, I watched all their um, and read their content today. Both the exit kind of interview that they published with him and Core and Ben, as well as their like we made each other worse YouTube video. Yeah, I was gonna say that was. Yeah, that was, so, but I didn't. Go go ahead. They, yeah, that was. I don't know. I mean, I want to say that I used the word amusing, but then you know, this comes out, and then before that, there's that 20 minute video about you know, about just reinstating like one of the arguments that was made at the beginning of this like team forming about well, you have too many cooks, too many strong personalities on a team, and you know, I think Steve won in one of the interviews, early interviews after locking. Uh, which of course is going to speak what about his team, but he was just going like, you know, they get along well, they respect each other, they understand how to play the game and all that. If, you know, he's not going to badmouth the team, much less he's early into the split, but at the same time, he felt that this was going to happen given the way that, you know, this, you know, the, the way that the, these personalities are basically coming into it. And then coming off a win, that's fine. But the moment that they start losing is then when those things start coming to surface. Yeah, I think, uh, so for me in the interview and that, it sounds like there is no like actual personality conflicts. It just sounds, and I'm sure there were a lot of arguments, but not like actually, oh, we hate each other. But um, on the too many cooks point, it sounds also like they just fundamentally don't play the game the same way. And so even if they say they're going to agree to like one method or something, they can't actually execute on that because they're too set in their ways about how they play the game. It's so like if one player wants to go in and one doesn't, you're like, yeah, I'll follow your call. And then the player goes like, I'm going in here. And you're like, uh, okay. And then you're like a second late and it looks like shit or something. So I think- There's no uh, commitment. There's no actual commitment to it because you are instinctively well, things about playing the game different. It's not, it's not about commitment necessarily. It's just about like, you know, if, if that if that's the player you are and you've been your whole career, it's, it's hard to change in less than a year. And if you're also changing what you think you should be doing, as well as like the um, the the exit interview that they kind of did where they're talking about like, you know, what everyone needed to work on. It was like, everyone needs to listen better, but also if everyone needs to listen better, then how is it not working kind of thing? Like there, there was a lot of stuff there that makes me just think that like the roster itself probably wasn't well constructed uh, in yeah. the sense that like it wasn't going to work. And like, could any have coach have made it work? I'm not saying necessarily Gilhoto did a great job, but like you say, put grabs in there, maybe that fixes it. But like I, I don't know. I'm, so I two mean, things. Oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Just, just. I, I, I mean, it's not like there's any footage about these players playing any point in the past that can be seen and see how these players play, and then someone determine if they can actually play well together given you know their styles. You know. I mean, they're just rookies coming without no experience before that. So, I mean. So, the two points that I wanted to make. Number one, um, 
specifically on a trend that we heard from Team Liquid throughout the year was like, hey, do we want to just be a one-trick warhorse like the Azubu uh, Blaze idea of basically we are just a really strong bot lane team. We're only going to play to bot lane. We're going to have different variations of bot lane. Um, and, and this is just who we are as a team and we're not going to work on anything else. We're just going to be insanely good at this, which is like eventually what they started to come to a conclusion on. But something that they kept running into is like, we are such a good team, which is true, that we should be able to play through top lane, uh, play through mid if the circumstances are right in the draft. Like we should be more flexible. Every team that is really strong comes to this decision. And more often than not, the players who are confident, the coaching staff that's confident will go to, we should be able to play anything. Because what happens if the, draft, the, the, the meta plays towards top lane or mid? We should play that. And they, I felt like just kind of lost their identity, especially like, there was that one time on stream that Blipo was talking about how, uh, you know, in retrospect, they should have just committed more to bot lane. This was during the off season, probably just a week ago. Uh, they should commit it to more uh, to off uh, to bot lane, even if when bot lane wasn't performing. If there was like one bad week, which everyone will have, right? Everyone will have a bad week in scrims. But it, oh, we had a bad week in scrims towards Hansama, so we're gonna try and change things up. Maybe, but in hindsight, you're like, well, maybe we should have just committed to it and live and died by that situation. So they made that call happens. And also to the construction of the team. A lot of the times, like the G2 construction, the Fnatic construction, when you're making a super team, you're doing it off of current performance. But it felt like for this one, they made it the decision off of like the potential. Like Bjergsen in for Jensen. That was based off percent potential. It's like, we know that it would take a long time, but we think that A, we know he's a bigger brand. It felt like that was a brand decision, but we also think that in time he can get he can be better than Jensen. Um, same with Whippo being a strong brand and everything, and he was a dedicated role player that was going back into the position. So like these are decisions where I felt like we're running in conflict with the identity of a super team being strong from the get go. Um, but anyways, I just think I I don't personally blame uh, the coaching decisions. I think. I think Andre is a really great coach and he'll find another oppor uh, opportunity to prove that. Yeah, I think that's that's a uh, very well said, Raz. I don't know. I'm 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 very sad if Giotto leaves North America. He has he didn't say anything in his announcement or anything Mark about what he's doing next, right? Nope. No. No. Okay. Well, I I he's hope he's always said at some point, he said this on broadcast while back that at some point he wants to find himself in the CV law because yeah. he wanted to be able to be in that region and like work with in a Portuguese team. So I don't know if that, I hope that isn't rushed to now. I would like to see him given another chance in the LCS. Yeah, no, that's fair. All right. Thank you so much, Lord Adi for the call. And I appreciate the take team liquid continues to deliver us content in the off season, uh, when no other teams are so, or them and G2 are providing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lord Adi. Anything you want to shout out before we start to wrap up the show? Yes, uh, I would like to shout out my wife that fell asleep during the show. Uh, oh, no. I would like to shout out the uh, the whole staff of the LCS. We uh, went there uh, for, for finals, not finals, for, for playoffs, and everyone on this call was able to take a picture with us, so we appreciated that. And then lastly, uh, shout out to my people in Puerto Rico that were hit yet again with another storm. So. Uh, uh, anyone that can donate to uh, trusted uh, charities that will be appreciated, and you know, uh, uh, hoping for the uh, for a speedy recovery for them. 
Yeah, no, I think uh, one, I to your earlier comment, Numi, uh, I think we we met you um, with with Numi, who's in the chat at LCS, and so I I, I do recall that. Uh, two, yes, uh, I hope everyone can stay safe, and um, and for those that are affected by the hurricane, I hope you know uh, best wishes to them. Actually, a, a bit of an interesting story or personal story is. Uh, Jordan, who normally edits the Hotline League show and makes all the thumbnails and all that stuff, messaged me this morning, and she lives in Florida and is actually having to evacuate. Um, so if there's Yikes. a a unusual thumbnail tomorrow uh, or things take a little bit longer, it's because she's not going to be handling the the show this week. So it's I don't know, it's it's always crazy. Um, but yeah, best best luck to everybody who's involved with that. That's a uh, spooky situation for sure uh lord audi thank you for the call and we'll catch you next time thank you yeah all right um i think that is the show uh mark you want to pop back up on camera today so that we can see you say goodbye oh i i didn't realize i wasn't because i got so blurry there for a bit yeah yeah i don't know what you were doing on your end but um anything right now we only see your hat i don't know if you i'm a grubhub incarnate okay Okay, very good. I am um, an avatar of of Grubhub. Anything you want to everything shout I out? say, a hundred percent reflects. No, uh, shout out Worlds! It's starting this Thursday. I'm casting the games. Damn, I thought it was you know be what? something else. You, you know what? I'm just gonna say it because I'm fucking crazy. I'm casting with Captain Flowers first wow. set of games. Oh. We got excited? Goldberg hopping on with us for the EG versus Fnatic match, which is game two of that day. So everyone better be fucking watching that shit. It's going to be hype. Also, blame game coming out this week at some point. Uh, did you change the blame game from what we talked about earlier today? No. Oh, boy. Okay. It's going to be a spicy one. All right. Raz, how about you? What do you want to shout out? Well, I'm not going to leak anything like Mark did. Well, Captain Flowers apart, apparently already did, according to Twitch chat, so... Okay, there we go. We got we we can flame flowers then. Um, no, I mean just shout out to uh, much like Tree Ethan. Apparently, uh, I need to stream or more clips will be sent out without my my willing and want of this. Uh, but yes, I'll be streaming more frequently. Uh, tomorrow will probably be the first. I don't think I have anything tomorrow, so I can say that. Um, and yeah, watch for Worlds. We'll be on that tour. I will probably be on the couch at some point as a guest of your show i tried actually on in chicago but the show out, was yeah. was basically layered it was in the back of it of the entire yeah, yeah, event yeah. no no we'll we'll, we'll make sure you get there i mean we're we're trying to find venues that are easy to get to from where everybody's going to be so um i'm sure we'll get you at some point in time so i will uh, try i'll try for it i always think by the way just an aside i always think it's funny that like People are like, oh, we got to keep the casting assignment secret. As in like, oh, no, if people know who's casting what, it will ruin the world's experience. I think I think everybody should be able to say when and what they're doing. Either way. I don't think there's a specific mandate not to do that. I think most people are just unsure if they should or shouldn't, and people err on the side of caution, so they don't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm it. trolling, but I, I don't think people have been like, don't, don't spoil. I, I think there's like before the announcement goes out, they don't really want you to do it, but... Yeah, I, I think the there's no rules regarding this. Uh, it's just nothing. Yeah, they just don't want to be that guy. Either way, thank you to uh, Chipotle and Grubhub for making TGI Worlds happen. I hope we can see a bunch of you guys there. 
Uh, we have another surprise test coming out later this week. It might get delayed because our editor, I don't know if Mark knows this, our editor got COVID. And so, yeah, I saw that he's been struggling. So best wishes to our editor on blame game and surprise test. Hopefully he gets better and hopefully the, uh, everything comes out on time. It's a crazy week. We got a lot of stuff going on. We'll see you next week on Monday. Wait, are we going to do it Monday, Mark? No. I mean, I fly Wednesday, so I guess we could do it Tuesday night if you wanted to. Because that's when planes uh, finishes. Planes end Tuesday night. I th I'm flying Wednesday as well, so I think that might be best is to just do it after the show. Um. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Although it looks... Okay, yeah, it should end at... Um, it should end at like 8 or 9, right? It yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we could just do a late one. Maybe we do a short one or something. I don't know. Either way, we'll see you next week, probably Tuesday. And then we'll have another show on Thursday. Uh, so it's going to be a, a crazy week. But either way, uh, thanks everybody for watching. We'll catch you all next time.